0: we are live.
1: This is live
0: what's up man how are you how are you i'm
1: finally here
0: you're finally here i know i don't think we've sat down together and bullshitted for like three years
1: so literally a, a couple of uh like a week ago i went to eat at crave Uh-huh. What's your favorite place i don't know if you still go there it
0: used to be my favorite place man i tried it like six months ago and i don't know if it was the quarantine or what's going on but i, I was not happy but uh anyways tell your story
1: no, so I think the last time I went there was with you, probably like three years. Oh ago. wow, yeah, 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 and long so I was time. Like, I haven't been here, in front of my dad's office, but I haven't been there in years. Yeah, and food hasn't changed. The people, same people there, same waitress.
0: Well, how how yeah. often do you go to your dad's office?
1: Oh, I still stop by when I'm in town. See my dad. I always got stop by and see my dad. Well, yeah. he hasn't been. He hasn't been in the office since March. So, but oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, so thank you for having me of course you dude. know oh, thanks for being here this is a, a extremely nice setup
0: thank you thank you what was that uh that, that bottle of whiskey you brought me what's it called
1: Glenfiddich, dude it looks
0: legit i don't think i ever had it
1: but it's good yeah it's good.
0: i trust you i trust your taste in whiskey and cigars i, love whiskey.
1: I was gonna bring cigars but inside <laughs> yeah think-
0: well one, one of my buddies uh, who was on the show episode 10 jose monares he uh we talked quite a bit about liquor and cigars and he's like, dude, it'd be cool if you had your first cigar on the show. And I was like, yeah, that would be cool. I'll try it out. But then I thought about it. I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to get the smell out of out of this stuff here, out of the curtain, out of out of everything. It's probably just gonna make the room stink for a long time.
1: It's like when you go to a smoker's house. They're like, oh, I haven't smoked this <laughs> Yeah, it stinks like. Yeah,
0: that. I went to, I went to a friend's house uh, not long ago, and um, he's a he's a smoker, a marijuana smoker. Oof. And I walked in. I'm like, dude, I'm leaving. He's like, what? I'm like, I could test positive for this just from being in your yeah. house. Like, I could. This is enough secondhand smoke to make me fail my drug test and lose my job. And he's like, no, no, no. I haven't smoked in two days. I'm like,
1: dude. <laughs> like, no, but, I mean, there's literally people that they, what is it, they wake up and they bake.
0: Yeah. Like, wake and bake. Wake and bake.
1: And I'm like.
0: You wake and bake, but not that kind of bake.
1: No, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, make a, yeah, I make cookies in the morning. Yeah. yeah, it's not that. It's not that romantic. Can you? There.
0: Can you just keep this thing a little bit more in front of you? So Is that you could better? Just,
1: just, you could just pull it a little bit closer, too. Can you? Oh, there yeah. you go. That's better.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of, you want to go to culinary school? To so
1: I had, I had we had paid for the culinary school, and it was going to be uh, either Boulder or Austin, um, and I had made plans to. Um, I think only our CFO at work knew um, to move to Boulder in April. And then this happened. Um, and then I go, well, am I going to get my money back? And they're like, no, we're going to go online. Uh, and the online thing is, no. I feel like I'm constantly cooking. And then I'm like, if I taste my food, I think it's great. But I mean, I'm not an expert, right? So you think um, that a chef or whoever, whoever's there might be like, eh, might be a little off. Yeah, even my food. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, it might be a little off, but so I don't know. Maybe in the summer I get to go finally. But and, and I and I told him this whole thing. I'm, I right, we paid this sum of money. The food, everything is included when you go to culinary school. So now you have to go half the time. I'm also buying food. You still got to
0: go shop and do all yeah. that. Yeah.
1: And here in town, it's hard to find some things. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, yeah. and Whole Foods is not the greatest place to go. No. No. Why not? I can never find anything. Like it's always sold what, are you, out. what are you looking
0: for? Oh, okay. okay so it's not at, that they don't ha- they don't have it. It's just that they're out.
1: I was looking for sesame seeds. They're out. Mm. I was looking for.
0: Well, there's uh, a there's a pandemic, bro. I mean, yeah, geez, but still man. they
1: they have the best supply give, chain in the world. Give them cut them some slack.
0: There's, they can't get the sesame seeds over from Indonesia. I
1: was looking for harissa,
0: <laughs> or wherever they come from,
1: that, that Middle Eastern spice. And I couldn't find it there. I couldn't find it Albertons. and um, was it big eight? The Lowe's had it.
0: You want me to ask my grandmother? No, no, I got <laughs> it. Actually, it's
1: actually pretty spicy, but, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, d- to me, this is a whole new world of, you know, I-, I think I have more questions than you have for me.
0: Okay. What's yeah, the question? Like this is a conversation. This is not an interview.
1: Well, I, I'm, I, I'm, I always feel like I'm always the one asking questions. So yeah. it's, so it's always,
0: uh, I, I actually, I've been trying, I've been trying to look for more podcasts to, to be a guest on right. because it's nice to be in the passenger seat every now and then. Like I'm always sitting over here. I'm con- I'm trying to, con trying to guide the dialogue and I'm of course controlling all the, everything else. I don't have anybody in here working the cameras and the audio and the right. computers. And so I'm doing all that. And so it's kind of nice to just kind of go hang out at somebody else's podcast and, and, and have them run the show and all i do is just chat well
1: that's what i was gonna ask you like we'll the, turn
0: this into the renee aguilar no, show right now
1: <laughs> if there was somebody manning the cameras because it went from that camera to this camera yeah, no I just, have, I, I just have a little control yeah part. i'm
0: just talented like that
1: well that's, yeah. i mean it is, it is an impressive i mean layout thank you so i mean thank I, you i wouldn't even know what half this stuff does yeah so,
0: well you know it's like anything man at first you don't know but then if you really want to do it you figure it out Right, and so the the camera switcher that I use, if anybody's interested in in um, doing something similar to this, it's called the ATEM Mini. It's by Black Magic Design, and you can hook up to four cameras to it. And you just switch the, the, you switch from camera to camera just by the push of a button. So that's why I have it here right in front of me. And then you talk and then boop, it switches but to But you have you, and to be talk. mindful of it. Like, yeah. Cause I told Yeah. <laughs> I have a <the> concentration. <laughs> I'm be talking for Yeah, two be hours. like the camera never <laughs> on the other person. Like, was Renee talking about it?
1: Yeah. So probably.
0: You so know. I've, um yeah, it kind of, it becomes more natural. You know, I, I compare it to driving stick i'm right. sure you've driven stick yeah. back in the day at first you're thinking about all the gears and the clutch and the, and everything and then one day you just get in the car after you've been driving for like three weeks and you go somewhere and then when you park you realize huh i didn't think about shifting i just got here
1: yeah it's second nature and so
0: yeah one. it's kind of becoming that way at least i hope so
1: <laughs> i hope no that, but it's cool um, i mean it's it's impressive
0: thanks so, thanks, thanks. Yeah, I spent it took me about two and a half months of research. I spent virtually all of my free time just researching equipment because I, I never knew anything about microphones or headphones or uh, audio mixers, cameras I, like I never messed with any, any camera besides my cell phone for the last forever, right. you know, my whole life. So I took some research and I reached out to a couple of friends who have more knowledge in this field and they helped me out. So
1: is there a lot of podcasts here in town? I
0: don't know about in town. The one that I went on is uh, called conversing with Chris and Misa. Okay. And uh, they've been at it, I think, for like a year and a half, two years. And there's another one that started recently called People on Point. Okay. Shout out to People on Point also. Uh, the guy's been doing a pretty good job. I have been he, I think he's like, I don't know. He hasn't done too many episodes yet, but he's, uh, he's doing a good job. And uh, I'm supposed to go on his show sometime soon. We're trying to, we're trying to coordinate that.
1: Yeah, because out, out in California, literally, it's in the wanted ads.
0: Everybody's doing it. Like, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> oh and, wow, really?
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's like every, there's like thirty or forty. You can see in the newspaper, like if you want to come on, and it tells you the premise is most of it's just bullshit, uh, right? But yeah, and and these guys are get filled up every day. So, um,
0: what's uh, when when were you in California? What are you looking at the at the wanted section in California? Oh, oh when you get bored, sometimes I was out in
1: San Diego, <laughs> and so I mean, like. Newspapers are free everywhere, so you'd be looking and you're like... Mm.
0: They still have newspapers out there? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember the last time I've seen a newspaper.
1: I still like a newspaper.
0: I mean, they, yeah, I guess every once in a while they throw them in front of the house or something like that. The sun, run, the I'm a sun little, little older
1: than you, so I still like yeah. paper. I still write shit down. Yeah, It doesn't ever go onto my computer and then I lose it. But uh, I feel like if I write it down, it still means something.
0: You know what I've been doing for about a year now that's, uh, that I found uh, very beneficial is like a lot of times I'm driving around and I have an idea and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll write it down later. And then it goes away and I can't get it back. And so I started just whenever I have an idea, no matter what I'm doing, I'll pull out my phone and I hit the record button, I just record it and then it's there. And then I'm talking about narrating, not, right. not, not voice. I'm talking about, I narrate it. So it's there in my notes app on, on my iPhone.
1: So there's, an and then app. it pulls
0: up on my computer and so then I can move it into a Word document if I need to.
1: I take pictures of stuff, right. To remind me. So there's actually an app that you take a picture and it emails you. And so when you open your inbox, it's all right. I took let uh, like say for transportation, right? I see, I saw a new vendor. I take a picture of the truck. Because I'll forget about it in two no, seconds. I thought we
0: weren't going to talk about that.
1: Well, we're going to go into <laughs> you, you that. You can't help it. <laughs> no, but but so when I go in my inbox, I'm like, oh, all right, and then I'll send that to somebody at work. Okay. So, but whatever it is, I might like food. Right? I take pictures of food all the time, mm. um, but then I don't ever go back. Like I have so many pictures in my, that, right. That I, never right. About I try to
0: limit my, the amount of photos on my phone. Like I, I don't think I've ever gone over a thousand, which is still a lot. A thousand is a lot, but right. I see some people's phones and they're like, Oh, I have 6,000 pictures. I'm like, dude, you even know what you have. But then, but then there's also those people who just take 20 of the same photo. Like if you ever ask my mom to take a picture, she'll take a picture and it'll be a dozen of them. And they're all pretty much the same. Right. And then she'll keep all of them on her phone. <laughs> and then she'll be like, oh, I'm running out of memory.
1: <laughs> like,
0: well, delete some of the pictures.
1: <laughs> well, I actually, for this food thing, I got one of these lights. Uh-huh. And I feel like I take 100 pictures. I mean, i have the worst plater, too. I can't plate. It looks awful. Right. Mm. So I try to plate at angles and lights. Um,
0: it's a little tricky,
1: but I take more pictures of food for, for this class. I'm like, yeah, I don't look that good. But, and I even got a light. And so I put the, the plate by the light and then I, different lights and usually when I cook it's at at home and the lighting in my house is awful. So really? Yeah. It's like it's not good. These mine are yellow until they came. So Uh, it's always weird. Well change them. It's just it's just a light bulb. Well I just barely got to changing all the smoke alarms in my house. Okay. And that took an act of Congress. (laughs) Why? Because there's I think there's 12 or 13. So every time I would change one oh geez man. another one would beep oh god yeah so, so was, all so, the batteries run out oh yes yeah, so i told the maintenance are, are those guy, ever hardwired or are they always they're battery? hardwired and okay. then there's a, i don't know why the battery but um i told the maintenance guy like replace them all and literally that day when i get home he's like oh done it beeps
0: uh, i'm just like oh, i had one wake me up one time at about five in the morning <laughs> it ruined everything
1: well, it ruined
0: I, everything. I was having an amazing dream. I was a Ninja turtle. I was kicking <laughs> some ass ruined everything.
1: I never hear him. It got so bad, but if I'm on the phone, how with can people, you not hear it? It's so loud. I know. I don't hear him. People I'm on the phone. They're like, Hey, it's beeping. I'm like, Oh, and it's just, it's just an away noise. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that got, so,
0: yeah, hopefully it got fixed. So, so are you still going to, to pursue culinary school or what's going on? So are you- the
1: whole thing went online.
0: But I mean, you're not doing that though, right? You stopped.
1: Yeah. No, I. Uh, they said Do you want to start in July. Uh, I think it's 18 months or. 20 and July months. is
0: going to be online as well.
1: Well, so I started last July, and so it's seven semesters. I think 21 months, and they said maybe in the summer when the school opens up that I could go. But I said I eventually want to go. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I paid for it, but um, but right now it's just online. So like I was, I was making mole earlier. Oh God. Yeah. So my kitchen's a mess. How, how did that turn out? Yeah. It could have been better, mm. you know, <laughs> chicken and chocolate, right? And, and then you could add, I mean, mole, you can add like a hundred thousand spices. Like there's some, there's some, there's a restaurant in Mexico city that they age their mole like 300 days. It's got over 400 ingredients. And he puts a little circle on it. He charges you what, 200 bucks. What do
0: you mean he ages it for, for how many days? Like 360 How days. do you age chicken for? No, not the chicken. Just, just the, the sauce. Yeah, just uh, the sauce. Okay,
1: okay. What does that do to it? Supposedly. I mean, I've tasted it, It's pretty good. But, I mean, it's mole. What's that restaurant called? It's called Pujol. It's in Mexico City. And the, actually, the guy did a, a thing here last year, Enrico Veda. Um, But it is interesting that he just he became world famous for this mole. Um, and it's, it's good, but it's moly.
0: sometimes people take things too far. They talk about, like there was this, this lady one time who would always talk about her, her, uh, pasta sauce that she'd make from scratch. And it takes 12 hours. And right. you know, I mean, just, we heard about it so many times. Finally, I was like, okay, I'd like to try it. Can you make me some, she makes it. I'm like, this tastes like ragu. Yeah. <laughs> if you took it out of the jar and poured it in a pot and gave it to me and told me it was. You were cooking it for twelve hours. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, sure, yeah. It tastes just like what I have in my pantry.
1: Well, and some like the whole, like in Mexico, the big thing is like the the gourmet taco, right? So you you go to these places and it's a good taco. Don't get me wrong, but that's exceedingly juxtaposed. It's, I don't, it's
0: street food. Street food is not meant to be gourmet.
1: No, but for some, I mean, some of these people, and it's always funny when you see these food critics and they describe it. I mean, like, oh, it's good. That's all I can say. It's good. Yeah. bad. And they go into the tortilla and the <laughs> yeah. onion and I'm yeah. like, maybe I need more of an education.
0: Yeah. Oh, I can feel a little bit of cilantro and a little chili kick in the back of my mouth. Or, like, if you want to feel a kick in the back of your mouth, all you got to do is get my nerves.
1: Yeah. I'll, and, I'll kick you. In. <laughs> and so, but, uh, or oh, they say the corn, like it's eight different types of corn. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, it still tastes like corn to me because <laughs> maybe because maybe I grew up with it. Right. And uh-huh. so I'm not like, oh, I think other food is a little bit. Fancy, I guess, or more mm. technique. But.
0: I don't, I don't just don't think that you can take street food and turn it into something that it's not right. Like I, and I love street food. That's actually my favorite food. I love street food. I'm not really into fine dining. I've tried a whole bunch and it's just not my thing. Right. I love a taco stand. I love a shawarma stand. Like, right. like my favorite thing when I'm in Lebanon is just to get a shawarma sandwich on the street or a falafel sandwich, right. that kind of stuff, man. That's, I really love that.
1: Yeah. Because there's nothing it's pure.
0: It's just so, I, I guess pure is a good word. It's um, yeah. You don't have all the other bells and whistles. Like when you go to a fancy restaurant, they get you this huge plate and there's this, all this presentation and, and all this stuff. And, and then there's like a little tiny piece of food in the plate. And I'm like, where when's the rest of it getting here? And maybe that's the Middle Eastern in me. I'm like, where, no, that, where's that, the rest of it getting that's, here?
1: That's my dad. He's like, is it, is it anywhere around? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's on the presentation. Well,
0: your dad, your dad is like me, too. He's fresh off the boat. Yeah. No, just like me. He, he's like, is there more
1: coming? I'm like, that's yeah. it. Dad. He's like, I'm still hungry. Yeah. You know, but it's on the presentation. It is literally. I mean, because it could be, yeah, it's that big. Uh-huh. It's tiny. But
0: I mean so Yeah, if I want presentation, I go I go to an art gallery. If I want food, I, I better get some food. If I go to a restaurant, I get some food. Because
1: they'll last 10 minutes plating a plate that you're gonna devour in two seconds.
0: Yeah. They like, sit there doing all kinds of shapes with the sauce and putting the bread perfectly into an arc and <laughs> you know, doing
1: I'm like, whatever, man. With that being said, I'm still working on plating. It like this it's awful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you're gonna end up going to um
1: well, if they open up, I would Which like is, to. So
0: uh, you just put that plan on hold until they open up?
1: Well, they, they didn't really put on hold. They said, so are you going to go online? Um, or you're, you're gonna, not going to do online. Well, I've been doing online. It takes the fun out of it. But it does take the fun because I have to go buy everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then half have stuff I can't find. Right? Well, I don't have the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, it. I have to turn it in every Tuesday or Wednesday. And it takes hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, six, seven hours sometimes, depending... At the beginning it was like one sauce like oh, i can dish that out in 20 minutes but now some of these plates are, are like five different plates like last week took me forever i was just like i'm exhausted <laughs> like i just leave i just leave the kitchen a mess and i'm like i'm gonna go to bed uh, and i'll plate it in the morning yeah but but yeah so i mean in some of these the the nicer corner schools like you don't even have to clean up you just leave it and there's a glass what's clean up. up that's what you pay for yeah no dude. i was just talking about this Just
0: yesterday, uh, I was talking to somebody about gyms, and they go, and you know, gyms that make you, that follow you around, make sure that you wipe down everything before and after you use it. I'm like, listen,
1: (laughs) you have a hard problem. I don't,
0: (laughs) I don't wipe down equipment at the gym, and I don't wash my dishes when I eat at a restaurant. Okay, that's I'm, I'm not, I'm a customer. I don't clean up after myself.
1: Well, now with COVID, I think. I think the gyms are getting free washing every two seconds on every that, equipment.
0: That too, and what does COVID have to do with with? Uh, well, I mean, you know, people who are, people people who are like, oh, we encourage wiping down the equipment before and after each use. It's like, man, my sweat does not carry COVID. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I, not I,
0: walking around with a spray bottle and a towel.
1: I do it because I'm thinking, well, the last thing I want to do is get COVID. So, but um, but yeah, it is. Like you spend half the time wiping. Yeah. And yeah, it's so it's a nuisance. It is well. It is a nuisance, but at least you get free wipes. So I always <laughs> take those home.
0: I would sign up for a culinary school where I cook and then I leave and somebody fixes the kitchen after me. Yeah, if, I, man, if you can, if you're going to do it, that's the way to do it.
1: Yeah. Because feel like a
0: chef, you know, chefs cook. They don't clean.
1: A friend of mine um, has a restaurant and I did work a little bit of the restaurant with him. Like I'm talking like an hour. It's hard work. Like, uh, a, Oh yeah. If I asked me, like, what are you going to do when you're done? I'm like, I'm not going to open a restaurant. That's yeah. the last thing I do. Like, I don't want to be there at four in the morning till. Restaurants days. are tough. It's hard to make money, you know?
0: Very tough. Um, and, and a lot of them just, I've, <laughs> there's so many restaurants I go to where I'm just like, these people have no business opening oh. a restaurant. You just walk in there and you're like, you, as soon as you walk into a place, because I spent years working in restaurants, sure. so I could walk into a place and I could tell you if it's going to be there in six months. And most of the time I'm right. I'm like, yeah, these guys are just not they they just don't have it together.
1: Well, that's how we met. Right? So, yeah but yeah, I mean my, uh, the first thing I look is you go in and there's 10 tables that haven't been cleaned off. And they've been the, the food's been there for like half an hour just sitting old. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. my food's not going to
0: be- Yeah, when when waiters pass by your table and you've got three empty dishes, they don't pick any one of them up. I'm like, "Hey, can you get these out of the way?" Can you? Come on.
1: I'm like, what c- are you c- doing? "Could you could you do that for me?" <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, so I was, I was your waiter and then I became your personal trainer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then no, that's cool. And then I had, when's the last time I had And then this? after,
0: and then after I stopped training people, you just, you couldn't find anybody adequate to, to, to replace me. So you No, just, I just train on my own. We're working on it. See, that's <laughs> what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, really, if
1: you, <laughs> if you think about it, once you know how to train or train yourself for the most part, yeah. I mean, you, we see people there at the gym for two hours. I'm like that. I can do, most muscle groups in 45 minutes. Yeah, and yeah. so,
0: <coughs> well, that was one thing we'd always talk about when, uh, when you show up at the gym. You show up, there'd be people there working out. We'd work out, you would leave. I'd have another client show up. They'd work out, they'd leave. And that client from before when you got there is still working out. And I'm yeah. looking at them, I'm like, what have you been doing here for three hours, man? Don't you have something else to do? Like, don't
1: you got a job? Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> they're not there to work but, out, man. Yeah, they're, they're, there, for, they're there to hang out. Yeah, it's a social hour. For yeah. Them. So
0: social, but, a social afternoon.
1: No, I, I, like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I get there at six, uh, six forty seven, I do cardio and then I go home Like I got stuff to do, but some people, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're not a professional bodybuilder. They don't look like a professional. No, <clears throat> yeah, no, uh-uh.
0: no. And I think even for bodybuilders, man, I think, I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who works out for more than maybe two hours. Like they say that their, their busiest day, if they're doing a ton of heavy squats and things like that, maybe two hours. And I think two hours is too long, but I will say I don't bodybuild. I don't know much about bodybuilding. So maybe bodybuilders need two hour workouts. Uh, if you're in any other category of sports, you don't need a two hour workout. I mean, you just don't. My workouts are usually 45 minutes to an hour. If I'm doing max effort, sometimes they run a little bit longer. Right, but uh, forty-five minutes to an hour, you should, you should be, you should be out of there.
1: Yeah, that's a long time.
0: It's Super, a, and I can't.
1: Time. I have the patience. I gotta get out.
0: No, also your phone starts ringing at five in the morning. It just <laughs> doesn't
1: stop. I put it on quiet for now.
0: Do you yeah. when you work out
1: really? Oh, well, I put it in a little cubby, one. So nobody...
0: What you actually separate from it?
1: I separate from it.
0: That's incredible. Did I you know. go? Did you have to go to counseling to achieve that, or <laughs> <laughs> what would you do?
1: <laughs> I was like codependent on my phone. <laughs> no, but I mean, as things progress, but. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm, I'm always very. I think it's my ADD. If someone texts me, like I can't help. Yeah, you just text Yeah, you're running to the bell. But uh, I mean, in the morning, night, it doesn't ring no much anymore. it used to, it, but not anymore. So things
0: have. You got people handling that? Do you got yeah. people blocking bullshit? <laughs> <laughs>
1: they block bullshit till like the alarms start ringing. I'm like, oh. yeah. I get a certain text. That means that like. The world's falling apart.
0: You said you have a CFO now? Yeah. When did you get a CFO? Uh,
1: two years ago this month. Oh, really? Yeah. So well, what do they do? It covers my ass. <laughs> <laughs> <they> do, right. <laughs> okay. I'm like, uh, stuff needs to get paid. No, he's kind of like a CFO, I would say slash COO. Mm. And uh, okay. he's a finance guy, accounting guy, and he comes from, from the industry. So um, he's kind of been a blessing because it's taken so much. At the end of what I do, I just want to sell. I want to be on the road and selling. Obviously, this year has been different.
0: So you're still the one going out, going out, getting contracts.
1: Yeah, we have we have a sales girl, right? That sometimes travels with me. Um, But these relationships I've had for I don't know 22 years. So at the end of the day, I mean, she'll come with me on certain trips. But at the end of the day, they still want me to go. Yeah, right. Or um, yeah, you're
0: like you're like that old guy from uh, from Doug Dynasty with the beard. (laughs) Like even though his son built the company.
1: You've seen the show, Doug Dynasty? I've seen it, but not.
0: Yeah, the, 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 the dad still has to go everywhere because he's the one who invented the duck call.
1: Right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool in a way. Uh, I, I only really go to the big meetings now. Uh-huh. Um, but that's what... And he's taken so much off my plate. That's cool. Um, I mean, he probably runs it by himself every day. That's cool. And there's, there, there's other departments. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to travel and sell. Right? I don't, that's cool. I don't have the, the patience to go into accounting and ops and solutions every day. It's just like I get a little report from him, good or bad. He's like I before I even know it, he took care of it and so I'm on to that's cool. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good. This um I ran into you the other day. You mentioned something about ovens.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> so what's 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 that all about? So it's it's kind of a little pet project started about a year a year and a half ago. Um, obviously I like to cook, right? right. And I always think wanted to put one in my house but I said if i ever sell my house people not i was going to replace the the gas grill and put a a wood oven for pizzas or or steaks steaks are great oh nice steaks in the oven oh it's delicious yeah juicy oh wow so my whole thing was i always look you've been in my house like it's it can sell tomorrow it's ready to go yeah yeah um and i never i I, I always think it's weird when people super customize a house like the Uh the pillars and each room is a different color and so i said well I want something that can move in case I got to go. I take the oven with me. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so,
1: <laughs> okay. so we have, um, well, how much is the oven? Wow,
0: well, you can't just leave it there or incorporate it into the sale price or something.
1: I mean, we could, I mean, the oven probably runs about seven or 8,000. Okay. Um, and we sell a couple every month, but so, so happens that we have um, an architect that works with us. And so about a year and a half ago, I said, I kind of would like this. And she's like, and I gave her, you know, my bad drawings and she came up with schematics and she's like, oh, someone can do this part here and someone can do this part here. So the first one that was actually, uh, it's a two part. It's a chassis that moves in the bottom. And then the top part, I don't know if I ever showed you a picture. Um, and so they move. It's about 5,000 pounds. It, it's its heavy. Oh, wow. So um, the chassis is made in Mexico. Then the, the oven part, the top is made in Spain. So we bring it here and we customize it. However... You know, there's a, a certain mold but if you want a certain tile on top um, all the tools for it
0: are there pictures that I could pull up you have a website? no so though we Instagram never,
1: page we, we never there's an Instagram but we haven't done much because it was just kind of a hobby okay so probably last summer when we started selling so is <laughs> I'm just curious what they look like uh, I mean I can show you a picture but uh, and I can send you but I think the pictures go up in like two weeks okay uh, we hadn't thought it was a like some friends that like, like, Hey, can I get one? I said, yeah, give me three months. So the lead time has gone down from three months to a month. Mm. Um, and actually one of the guys from the gym, um, he's going to get the first one here in town. Nice. And so, um, but you can either just get the top and you can put it in your house. You know, somebody, a Mason guy can, can uh, install it. Or you can get both. Oh, of them. it doesn't
0: come with the guy. <sighs> no, the guy. Not guy. like the
1: Peloton bike that comes with some dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: somebody's got to come install it, man. I don't have to go find my own my own mason guy
1: well we can probably recommend somebody okay
0: yeah that's uh, yeah you need to have somebody somebody well and and that's that's the biggest thing is because
1: there's a certain i mean you have. it's really kind of a science when they made the first one the dome is really a science to make the dome because either you make it too big it's not hot enough or too small and it's too hot so it has to be kind of a perfect um circumference and so it's it's kind of a science the guy that we get him from in uh, Spain, who is our manufacturer, like he's that's his whole life. Like the guy's obsessed. I thought I liked it. The guy just is obsessed with the ovens. And so he makes <laughs> he makes a, he makes a certain oven for us and he sends it over. So, but I think probably in a couple of weeks, the Instagram will be up and the the webpage. We didn't think it was gonna be that big of a deal. Okay. Just a couple of friends. And then it's so well, you
0: decided to import five thousand pound ovens from Spain and Mexico. Yeah, just just so a few of your friends will have these brick ovens. Well, they That's they paid for them. I well, mean, they, of course.
1: <laughs> but some friends are like, "Where'd you get that?" I was like, "I don't know. I made it." <laughs> and so yeah, the chassis comes from. So you put it in your house. Yeah, it's okay. in yeah it's in the back, and uh, I have a friend that has a ranch that he's building, so he's just going he just wants the oven part and put it in his outdoor kitchen. Okay, and oh, so, that'd be cool. Yeah, and so we saw. You know, everything that, even the wood that you need for it. So the wood comes from a certain part of Mexico, too. Nice. So it catches quick. Otherwise, you're there with a torch lighting it for like half an hour, and it takes forever. Oh. So, but yeah, it just kind of, there's actually an, an Argentine an asado grill, too. That, that was the first one that was built. So um, that one doesn't have as much play as the oven. Just because the oven, the tile looks gorgeous, right? If it's like a Italian tile or from, from Spain, but... Yeah. People, people like it. And well, and so that's the reason I know about a firm because we signed up with a firm. Oh really? Yeah. So I mean, obviously not everybody can pay the the price, but Uh you can get, it's like a car loan.
0: I, I got to say, I don't even know what they do. I found out about a firm this morning because uh, my sister texted me, said, hey, they're IPOing today. Okay. And I thought, okay, let me look into this. And she, put, she had some really good IPO picks last year. She doubled her money on, 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 on like five different stocks.
2: Yeah.
0: I was like, okay, let me check this out. And then the IPO was $49. Wow. And by the time it was available for me to buy, it was $92. It had already, it had already went to $92. I was like, I'm not going to pay $92. A share for for a firm,
1: yeah, but it's them in an easy pay and it's i mean they'll approve anybody I mean for I mean from something as small as uh easy pay is a smaller but like you want to buy a shirt hundred bucks they'll you can easy pay and a, what what is easy pay easy pay is the competition of a firm they're not as big i don't and I don't even know they're publicly plated, but um when you go plated, plated, <laughs> um, traded, they're not, there's they're not plated, I'm like, thinking like, about like plating. Your... <laughs> I got to, when I leave here, I got to go yeah, no, That's why
0: it's funny. <laughs> um,
1: but they're not as big as a firm, but they seem to smaller items. Like I think they're with Lululemon and they're with um, like vineyard vines.
0: But what are they logistics or no? Or, so they're
1: just a firm that you, uh, you say you can't pay the 120 bucks for the shirt. I mean, they're gonna approve you easy pay and then you have, you know, payments of ten bucks every month so you pay. Them. Oh,
0: one of those. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah, you do man, that's popping up everywhere. Um, anytime I go to buy anything on Amazon now, there's there's this whole like, oh, you can make twenty four dollar payments for six months, that kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, okay. And so easy pay, I think, is a smaller version of a firm. As if yeah.
0: Americans needed more
1: credit debt or more more monthly payments to look after. Yeah, it gets overwhelming. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. And I learned of a firm when I bought, when I bought a Peloton a couple of years ago, they're like, you want to do easy payments of a firm? And it's really nothing that you pay, but they make. You mean interest wise? Mm-hmm. Super low. Yeah. Super low. It's probably, I don't know, it's a couple of years ago. It's five or 6%. So. It sounds like
0: it. a lot to me, dude.
1: Well, if you think about it, if it's a $40,000 car, maybe, but if it's a $2,000 bike. You can buy a car with it? I don't know if you can buy a car, but it's kind of like GMAC financing or Ford. Financing.
0: Okay, so your uh so your ovens people are people can purchase your ovens through a system like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: So I mean obviously we'd like to use our own finance company, but sure in time.
0: So that's, that's look at right. you always thinking bigger. American entrepreneur.
1: <laughs> I wish. I wish. It's always it's always a frustration of mine that I always think it should be um things should go quicker. Yeah, of and, course. And yeah. bigger. Yeah. Right. And but no, we have to pay our dues. And if you, if you play it enough for long enough, it'll, it'll come around. You'll be fine. The problem with
0: patience and give it time, and if you do it long enough, it'll happen, is that we're mortal. And uh, despite our increased lifespans in, in recent years, we're still mortal. Right. <laughs> and, but, and you only have about 60 years before you're like, fuck it. I don't want to do anything else. Yeah, you know what? By the, time, by the time you're 70, you're still going to be sitting up setting up a finance company. No, I like maybe. I think you'll probably I'll, just be baking cookies and smoking I'll, cigars. I'll be
1: at the nursing home, probably. <laughs> you know, I don't think you'll be at the nursing um, home. But yeah, no, it is. I mean, I, I think when it comes to that, is you you get to a certain part in a business where you have to take the risk, uh-huh. right? And I think some people um, are going to wait for something to come to their doorstep, or you just have to take it, uh-huh. right? And the risk, you might have to risk everything you have. Right. And so uh, in in my case, you know, I've done that a couple of times, a little scary. Right. But I mean, what else I got to do? Right. Right. So, but some people um, really wait, like they're waiting at the front door for that. It's not going to It's happen. never going to come. It's never going to come. No, Because there's somebody
0: going out there to get it. And if right. you're waiting for it to come to you,
1: it ain't coming. Yeah. And, and fear is, especially there's, in there's business. There's people
0: running interference in the market. <laughs> There are men, It's competition.
1: Yeah. It's 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 a it's a sport. The market is a sport. I mean, when we started looking at the ovens, I'm like, hey, eh, who's doing this? And then you, it's like a whole world, like a whole world of oven makers. I didn't even know. Hmm. Right, and most of them are in, in Western Europe, which is <clears throat> there's some in South America, but they're not very together. But a, a lot of the oven makers we found that could <clears throat> pre-manufacture our ovens were in Spain and Italy.
0: So did you fly out to Spain to go look at these ovens or
1: what? <laughs> no, not yet. Because <laughs> that's
0: something you would do. Mm. You're just like, hey, uh, I can't, I can't be at the gym tomorrow. I'm going to Spain to look at oven.
1: No, I, I wish <laughs> I probably would have done it this year, but obviously we were homebound for a while. But I mean, as soon as we can fly internationally, it's probably my first trip.
0: Well, you can. It's just not the best right now. I mean, you you can. I I, I wanted to go to Spain last year. I was planning right. on on uh, doing a little Euro trip and i still want to go like whenever whenever things are just a little bit more relaxed i do want to go and you can go right now i don't know if i can go to spain i know i have friends who who are lebanese who live here who have been to lebanon so international travel i know is is open but i don't know if it's open to just any country or just your home country
1: well i mean unless it's changed we Americans are not allowed to go to europe
0: oh okay no europe and and i have some friends
1: that went to mexico and then went to europe but Okay. Um, the, the whole thing of having a mask. Wait, so you hours. can
0: go to Europe from Mexico, but you can't go to Europe from the United States?
1: Right. What? Yeah. Why? Uh, so I think when COVID, they banned U.S. We're neighbors. Yeah. Well, not that big of neighbors, <laughs> but they, they banned for us going to Europe unless it changed. And yeah, I, I don't know I, I, I haven't, haven't looked kept at up. flights in a while. Yeah. Yes. I uh, but I know some friends went to Spain, um, but they went through Mexico City and then on to to uh to spain but uh that's probably our first trip is to go out to spain next year and um we were we had just met this gentleman and we've been on a ton of zoom calls with him and run through his whole factory so he knows how to use zoom (sighs) i pictured like
0: an old man Oh, he's old I, i pictured like an old man who doesn't even speak english and he just speaks the native tongue and he just sits there all day laying stones and making ovens. That's what I picture when you were describing it.
1: Well, th- and that's what I thought too, but he's got two factories. I mean, everything. So, so
0: he's a businessman. He's not just an oven. builder. Yeah.
1: And he's old guy. So okay. like his daughter, or somebody does a zoom for him. And <laughs> okay. then, you know, we, we got a virtual tour that she set up and Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. And so he, him and I really went back on the pricing and that's kind of our interaction. But Yeah. He's probably in his mid seventies. He's had it for 40 years. That company. Yeah. That's cool. And he, and he's got an oven this size to an oven that can fit inside a restaurant. Nice. Yeah. So it is, I didn't, I never knew how complex and there's, and there's even some here in the U S, but I like wood. I want a wood fired oven. Yeah.
0: I know that. Yeah. Even your, your, you, you grill on, uh, on tree branches and things like that. (laughs) I know that I took you a bunch of, uh, peach and olive branches but olive i think is problematic because it's too much smoke
1: yeah but peach
0: and apricot when 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 my mom used to have all those trees at her at her house those those are some good good woods to cook on
1: the fruitier the the pomegranate yeah the fruitier the the wood the better it is yeah uh pine is bad juniper pine is just a smoke show uh you, your whole it's awful
0: is it because it's oily
1: it just juniper, it pops and it smokes uh, like crazy. It's good for a fire if you're 20 feet away, but not for cooking. Okay. Cause then, well, if you're, you're
0: 20 feet away, then the fire's no good.
1: Yeah. Well, and then the juniper will pop and just burn part of my clothes. Oh yeah. So, but yeah, any, any fruit, I mean, uh, where we get the wood, it's in South of Chihuahua and there's apple trees and peach orchards. Oh, cool. And so that's where we get the wood and it's treated. So as soon as you light it, it lights up quick.
0: So. Have you ever looked into? I've wondered about this when when you get that treated wood that lights up real fast. What does treated mean? It's essentially soaked in uh, 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 chemicals that, like, uh, like what's it called?
1: Like uh, the stuff that, that people light fire with. Well, you would think, but really, what it is is they put it in these tins where they they take all the oxygen out, so it becomes so dry oh. that it will catch. Okay. Um,
0: so there's no chemicals there's no chemicals what, what, what's what, what can't i think of the word uh, what's the stuff you pour the liquid stuff
1: yeah I, I, it's not coming to me but
0: whatever it is when when i see people pouring that on a fire i go i hope you're not gonna cook on that at, at least you know you're gonna wait 20 minutes to let it burn off before you put food on right, top of, of it. the oil because you're gonna have all those chemicals go into the food and i've wondered the same thing about propane grills for a long time i've never researched this but does, how quickly does propane dissipate when it comes out of the burner or is it going into the food?
1: Well, that's why I don't like gas grills or propane grills, right? The same reason when you, when you light a good cigar, you put it on cedar, right? Natural, because you put a butane lighter and some people just put it right there and it burns. Well, the first two or three inches now it's all butane gas. So you've lost uh, the sense of a good cigar and you're inhaling gas, right? So just a simple match or some cedar is good. And the same thing with cooking. I don't like gas. Like if I need to roast something quick, maybe I'll use gas, but it's very rare. I mean,
0: so you don't have one of those fancy lighters, that like a Dupont, where you flick it and then.
1: I do have it, and know. I light the cedar with that, and then I light my cigar. <laughs> and so okay, but um, but no, I, I when I turn on that wood oven, I, it's about an hour before it gets ready, and so it's kind of a a labor of love.
0: Yeah, that's the one. That's the one reason that I have yet to switch from a propane grill to uh, something like coal or, or wood is because I can just flip that. I can just, you know, turn that knob and then in five, 10 minutes, it's hot and ready to go. Right. Whereas with the fire, it's a whole thing. And then there's a cleanup after. And it's, it's, it's more satisfying to sit by the fire and cook your food. I have like, like the other day I did, um, I did a fire and I put a steak on it and these little tiny potatoes and some little tiny onions. And I just like to just grab food off of the grill and eat it like that. Um, more, more cavemanish, I suppose, but there's there's something that puts you closer to the food, closer to nature when you do that. Sitting by the fire, cooking your food on it, it's yeah. a lot better than than cooking it on a stove.
1: And it's a sense of romance, right? I think. I mean, it, in America, we got to have it quick. And usually, if I do that, it's because yeah, I'm right. We do
0: people. You were just talking about quickness. Yeah, that you wish things were faster. Yeah, not
1: not with you wish <laughs>
0: fires could start faster. I wish. <laughs> but
1: usually, I only do it when people come over, right? Because if, uh, if I'm going to cook a steak by myself. I'm like, yeah, I just, I just put it in the oven. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So it takes a couple of hours, but it's also people like that, right? They say, Oh fire.
0: Yeah, they you impress. That's how you impress the ladies. No, no. That's how I you just, tell them. You tell, "Hey, look at look at what I'm gonna look do." With my this my oven. wood fire <laughs> no,
1: That's it's it's too much, but um, <laughs> but no, it's it's. A labor of love. My
0: grill is bigger than your ex's. <laughs> my my oven's bigger well, than I mean, I yet to find
1: one that's bigger than mine, and it, and, you, and you can't even. You need two people to move this grill, like two stack guys. So uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I've tried to me and uh, if you remember Ricky, um, yeah, yeah, Ricky's trying to is he a, still working with uh, you? Yeah, so he went out to the gym this morning. With he's me. good people. Yeah, and so um, yeah, me and him and another guy have tried to move it, and it's five six thousand pounds. So. It's, it's, it's heavy. Yeah, that's a lot. Depending what, so what
0: is is it on wheels? How are you moving it?
1: Yeah. So the chassis, it's all metal. It's about three or four feet tall and it looks, it looks kind of vintage and you can actually put, so you can actually, the reason it's heavy, it won't, it won't you can stack your wood inside Oh. and then the oven's on top. So, and then there's the, the wheels are probably this big. I mean, they're huge. So, and each wheel takes 5,000 pounds. So you have four oh cool so yeah. it, it, it can move but I can roll it around yeah and i actually i saw it crack my uh my concrete in the back so, really? yeah, so it's it's pretty heavy oh man i mean and where i live the winds are crazy and that thing doesn't move mm. everything else every night just like gets rearranged but that thing is and that's and kind of that's the other reason i thought about it is every time i go cook outside the winds so i, I that, yeah you yeah, can yeah. light all you want fire and every night it's windy so it'd be like and in the, the oven odd, it's contained so contained. it doesn't matter yeah.
0: So that's a good point, man. A lot of times it's difficult to grill in El Paso because of the wind. It just, it, t- it throws the flame around too much. You can't get consistent heat.
1: And you never know one day it's calm. The next day it's just blowing.
0: Well, sometimes it's calm when you start the fire. And by the time you put your steak on mm-hmm. it, it's going crazy. <laughs> it, it ruins it. How ha- it
1: ruins it halfway. Yeah. And especially if it's in the spring here, yeah, you're screwed and there's dirt. and it's just right. out so, so that was kind of the other reason I was like, I, I got tired of when we built the Argentinian, it's, it's an open grill, the Argentinian, a solid grill. And it just as much wood as I could. And I like to cook outdoors more in, in the winter because it's so hot here in the winter. And, it, and it's hot. That's grills. It would get the ashes would blow away. It was just bad. So I was like, what can I do? Um, I was bored, I guess. I was like, hey, you think you can draw this for me? <laughs> and so, yeah. So we've kind of scattered all of Mexico, kind of all over the world to find these little parts. And
0: that's really cool.
1: Yeah. And so we never thought it was that big of a deal. But I mean, The guy in Spain, he will tell you the first grill he built to the last grill he built. And he inspects all of them. Mm -hmm. Either you want the the surface of it to be bricks or a distinct kind of concrete. So, and he built some for some big people in California and Oregon. And
0: And so what's your plan with this business long-term? Well, or do you, are you just kind of taking it a day at a time?
1: I was taking a day at a time, but we actually rented a facility. Um, we kind of have a team now that assembles them, and it's kind of like a little car assembly line. And so each they come in every couple of weeks, and and it's mostly um, word of mouth through some of these guys. And hey, I, there's actually been a couple of people here in town that um, that have wanted it, um, but it is we have a creative director now for it that will do the the Instagram, will the page. Um, The architect that worked with us, she now wanted to leave the transportation company and go over there. Uh So, um, so she's over there every day at the warehouse, um, looking at how the. So, look, I want efficiency, and so when it comes in, I want it to be done in two or three days because it comes in, but you got to put it together. You got to put the tiles. Uh, Some people want their initials. Uh, so it can get super customized.
0: Does it hook up to an app like a Traeger, like a Traeger grill, or, or no? <laughs> Why? Uh, I, no? Somebody's asked you this before. Yeah, it has because. <laughs> so the way I look
1: at it is, you have you know you have those. Uh,
0: oh, by the way, so, um, somebody commented. <laughs> uh, my sister actually, oh, okay. she, she's watching. And she goes, "It's called lighter fluid."
1: <laughs> we, we had a brain. Fart. We couldn't right. think about lighter. Fluid. I, I can see the the, the <laughs> yeah, tone, yeah, but yeah, I can. Yeah, too. <laughs> no. No, but I, I think that's funny with the app because I have an electronic thermometer; it reads it. But there's some that you put in, and then you go to the app. And I'm like, that's that's an extra step. Like oh yeah, if I just. No, well, I
0: think with the Traegers, they notify you when it's time to right. if you need to add more wood pellets when right. it's ready, just exactly when it reaches the temperature that right. you want, it tells you. To, okay, well, smoking
1: is an art. And, yeah, that's and true. That's ours. smoking. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. this can but smoking's delicious. Oh, it's good. <sighs> and smoke, people, smoked meat is so good. Some people have asked me, "Will it smoke meat?" I said um unless you want to be there for 12 hours feeding the fire oh. it's probably not going to do it but it does have a thermometer outside so it tells you the internal temperature yeah. Yeah, and so e- cool. i like to at least get it to 600 degrees like with pizzas it's done in two minutes oh nice Yeah, dude
0: we got to make some uh one of these days i'll make lahm we'll go we'll go cook it in your oven. what is that so it's it's just like a pizza so you got the dough And then it's a ground beef mix. It's like ground beef and onions and these Middle Eastern spices and some tomatoes. And you spread it all over it. And then you just, yeah, you just fold it in half. It's really, um, it's really common for people to put lemon on it. They'll just squeeze a lemon. I don't like that. I just do Tabasco. (laughs) But traditionally it's, it's uh, a lot, a lot of people in Lebanon, you'll see them put lemon on the lahm bajin. I just do Tabasco.
1: No, I mean, I've I've cooked uh, mussels in there, steak, shrimp, salmon. It's, it's really It's an oven. You just got to know that it's going to be a lot hotter than your regular oven. And you have to you have to you have to just constantly be vigilant with the pizza. If you leave it more than two or three minutes or if it's that hot, it just burns through crisp. And I had to figure out how to turn it like the pizza makers because I couldn't even get it off the like the. Pizza. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I could have helped you with that. Well, yeah. I worked at Peter Piper for a year and a half. You know how I many? I tossed around probably tens of thousands of pizzas. And then they, they bubble, the dough bubbles. So you got to have a bubble popper. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Debbie, because the oven at Peter Piper rotates. Right. Because the back side is where they put the pizzas in. Right. And then you're at the front and you pull them out. Yeah. And so it rotates and it's three shelves. And most of the time, we only use two shelves. But when it gets real busy, you use the three shelves and you got to go, they go middle and then you go top if it's real busy you go middle bottom top yes yeah, and so you're sitting in there with that thing like whatever it is like a shovel you know whatever yeah. the hell it is and you're just like tch, 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 just moving those pizzas up and down up and down And every once in a while i'd drop one uh, <laughs> that sucks but i mean things get crazy and then when all the when all of them start bubbling together and they're just coming around the rotation and you've got Hundreds of bubbles. You grab that thing, you just like you just start tapping all the bubbles.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I saw all these things. <laughs> Those were the days. Like maybe I need I need cornmeal for it to slide off. And, uh, yeah,
0: yeah, cornmeal too. Yep.
1: And uh I have a, a buddy Dave, he owns the Carinos in town and he was there oh, for cool. my birthday. He's like, slide it out. That was it. I'm like, I was reading all this stuff, but cornmeals they just well, indeed, cornmeal
0: helps because um, it
1: slides off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't even put that, I just really yeah. If you're quick enough, it's not going to stick.
0: I guess once the dough is cooked, it's supposed to come off.
1: Mm-hmm. That's one
0: thing that um, my sister recently told me about meat on a grill. That she was going to to flip flip something over. Right. And I said, oh, you got to be careful. It, you know, it might break. And she goes, when meat is ready to be turned, it doesn't break. Yeah. It, it doesn't get stuck to the grill. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that. You have to let it just... I'm the one. I feel you just turn it once and that's it. Like you sear it and that's it. Some people... Turn it and turn it and turn it, sear it, and then that's it. But I like it rare, medium rare. So I don't, some people like it charred beef jerky. But.
0: What do you, so when you, when you put a steak in the oven, this is the first time I've ever heard somebody tell me that they yeah. put a steak in the oven. What's the, what's the reason
1: behind that? So I saw this years ago. So this is done a lot in like Argentina, right? So, um, and people are just cook it on coals in Argentina. But then, you know, you have some issues. So um, it just stays juicy, right? Sometimes when you leave meat on too long in any kind of grill, I mean, in restaurants, it dries up.
0: Because all the, all the uh, moisture can fall through. Right. As opposed to when, it, when it's contained in a pan and it just kind of s- stays
1: around and in
0: right. the meat.
1: So we made a rack, just kind of racked to be on the grill, right? And it's lifted about that much. And what you do is you put it in there. When the coals are super hot, you just slide it under and it's, you know, it's that far away in just three minutes, three minutes and you're done. And I've cooked like big T-bones, tomahawks Hmm. and it cooks it because those coals are 700 degrees. It's going to cook it. Oh, that's cool. Unless, yeah, but it's, it's, I saw it in in Argentina. I'm like, Oh, medium rare. Medium rare. That's the only way to have it. My sister likes it. That's so white. That's such a white
0: thing. No. That's white people thing. Bloody meat. That's for white people.
1: If it's, if it's a little bloody, it's perfect. Hey. My sister likes it beef jerky. So I'm like, well, you're not going to eat my steak. So, <laughs> yeah, but no, that was, it was kind of a, my, my very first job. I went to a, like a meeting and I said, can I get a steak? Well done. And my boss looked at me <laughs> and he said, uh,
0: was this when you had just first moved here from Mexico?
1: Uh, no. no, no. <laughs> and um, he just said like, uh, you can't order that. I forgot we were in San Antonio or Dallas and they're like, they won't, if you don't order medium rare at this restaurant, they're not going to serve you. Oh,
0: uh, no, forget that. I'm not eating a
1: medium rare. And so it's, it's delicious, but it all depends how you season it. You have to season it. well. No,
0: it's not about the seasoning. It's about when I cut the steak and all of a sudden there's a puddle in my plate. I'm not down with that. Well, so medium is as low as I go. Medium to medium well is like my happy zone medium if the center is still a little bit red but when i cut it nothing pours out i'm okay
1: so we, we i don't should. want
0: to puddle them up especially when you got mashed potatoes in the plate or, okay. or veggies and then that blood pours out and, and gets into the, the the whatever's on the side
1: Ugh. so I'm, I'm out once you once it's done let it sit like take it out and let it sit for five minutes either in foil just let it sit and then cut it and then you won't have the the bloody
0: if I'm going to let it sit, somebody has to let it sit for me. I I'm from the Middle East. dude. When the food comes off the stove, you eat it. You
1: can wait five we, we don't, we don't, I don't know
0: if I can wait five minutes. You sit there looking at that steak, you're just waiting on it for what? But yeah. So the idea is when it sits, the, 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 it continues to cook a little bit
1: more right. on the inside and, and depends how hot the grill is. It could probably go from medium, red to medium in like five or 10 minutes. Right. Right. Especially if you put it in foil. So, but, hmm. but I mean, I, I still like steak i could eat steak every day but then yes takes the bomb i have heart problems in a while so uh, uh, you still run every day i try to run every day but i started playing tennis again during covid and so my knees are not uh when i'm playing i feel like i'm 18 and then that night i'm like oh, oh yeah it, it's just the side of my knees they kill me oh the
0: the medial side like the yeah just the, 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 the lateral inside. movement oh the side side movement
1: yeah <laughs> so then everything starts the shoulder hurts tennis is
0: hard on the body man the it's it's very hard on the shoulder the elbow and and definitely the knees it's a lot of high impact explosive sprinting and uh a lot of quick direction changes and so it's it's a rough sport it's hard on the body
1: actually i i blew my calf out like 8 years ago um, playing tennis but it was more cuz i was hung over and I had <laughs> stretched and it wasn't i went off hit somebody's serve and i thought somebody hit me
0: dehydrated and
1: tight oh and it just yeah felt like like i felt like a pop and so i was like who hit me and then i couldn't get up oh wow yeah yeah that
0: could happen you want to be hydrated and you want to be stretched sometimes muscles can get so tight that they end up they end up tearing or you you know you end up popping a tendon or something like that
1: yeah and the the tendon or
0: ligament i was confused which one's which one of them is bone to bone. One of them is muscle to bone. I think ligaments are muscle to bone.
1: I think. I don't know. But the older I get, it's like uh, it's not as easy. Especially yeah, man, you're not you're not 18 anymore. 45 in May. <gasps> 45. I know. I know. So, feels weird though. Why? Because I don't feel 45. I see a lot of you know my friends that are my age, and they're married and have kids, and like it it's they'll see this but all they do is complain <laughs> <You know? laughs> they do they really do <laughs> and it's it's more like hey i have an hour before my wife gets home let's go here <laughs> and so um, I'm like, you're oh.
0: like no i'm gonna go home and start my oven yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah it's it's uh ma- majority of my friends are are married and it's like constant, same constant yeah. complaining and uh
0: and i'm only 28 well but a lot of my friends are older
1: yeah I mean, most of my friends are a little bit older in my age and some of that when you get into the 60s i think some of my friends they don't care anymore they're just like the wife gets mad i don't care but the ones still in their 30s and 40s like hey i, I got 30 minutes We take like two beers two shots <laughs> get hammered and and go oh, that's but, terrible but um but yeah so but yeah I, I i took up tennis and uh i play like once or twice a week and uh never really win but uh i try so
0: let me ask you this, man. I'm, I'm 28. I'm going to be 30 in like a year and a half. Should I be scared? What's going to happen when I turn man. 30? How, how are your 30s?
1: My 30s were great.
0: You do, you, so you just recently started falling apart when you play tennis?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I probably going to start playing tennis. <laughs> right. I tried to play basketball a couple weeks ago. I'm like, no, oh, I'm yeah, going to roll no. something.
0: No, you're going to end up like Tom Segura.
1: No, but I mean. Did you, did
0: you know who Tom Segura is? No, who's that? He's a famous comedian. Recently, he was uh, there's a clip of him. Going up for a layup, or I don't know if he was trying to dunk or what he was trying to do, but he pushed off his left leg, I think, and his uh, something in his knee popped. I don't know if it's ACL or something in his knee popped, so he collapsed and he tried to break his fall with his left arm, he broke his arm. but he ended up kind of with his elbow behind him, so he snapped his humerus oh. in half. So his like knee went, and then the arm popped, and it was all like crooked behind him and.
1: Uh, it was nasty, nasty, nasty injury uh, that happened to my, want to bro- see if I could pull it up. My, my brother-in-law a couple of years ago, he, he, Adrian's a, a big beefy guy, right? And so he used to be great at, at, uh, basketball when we were young. And so about three or four years ago, after work, he played with some of the young guys and, um, it was a few days that he had away from my sister and first second play out. He not rolls his ankle, but breaks it in like three different places. Like he had two surgeries. He was in a boot for like six months. Oh. And so it was it was a, the funniest thing. But so he, is it show live? He breaks his bones or
0: uh, I'm trying to find the clip.
1: <clears throat> Let me
0: see. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. I also got to be careful because I'm not too clear on the YouTube copyright stuff.
1: <laughs> it's I had a guy knocking on your door.
0: Well, I mean, this is my 26th episode, right? 25. And then there's the one episode of outer space. And I had one copyright. ID claim I played a I played a clip on my episode with uh, Ana Dominguez, the chef. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dude, why don't you go go train with her? She teaches. Where? At? She's an Olympic gold medalist at EBCC.
1: So when you, I actually saw some of that, and when when she said that, I'm like, was she? I was kind of out of it, and I was going from their stuff at work. I'm like, she was in the Olympics, and now she's a baker or a chef but um, <laughs> oh, yeah 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 but i didn't see the whole the whole content of what she was saying so uh-huh. i was like i guess the olympic thing didn't work out Is that him
0: yeah that's him but I, I couldn't really find the video um and it's probably probably safer not to play it until i look more into into the the fine print of copyright but um Um, yeah, they, they just asked me to, YouTube has a really cool thing where you just, if there's a copyright claim, they identify which part of the video it is. So it was like 40 seconds. I played a clip of this crab eating its babies and, uh, they just said, you know, you just hit a button and it removes that, that part of the video. And then the copyright claim got removed. And so I was like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) You You know, I just got rid of it. Uh, so i mean they make it they make it really easy for you not to violate any rules but if you get a copyright strike that's different than a claim id a claim id somebody says from what i understand so far somebody says hey this is my video and these guys used it and you can there are several things you could do you could dispute it uh if you know you feel like you should have been allowed to use it if it was fair use or something like that uh you could Offer them. And again, I'm not an expert. I just read this the other day. You could offer them a portion of your earnings. If your channel is monetized, if you're making money on that episode, you could offer them a portion of your earnings or you could take it down. But if you get a strike, three strikes are out. Oh, really? So I don't know what happens when you get the first strike, how you, how you can rectify it. But if you get three strikes, YouTube will shut down your channel. They have the right to remove all of your videos, remove all of your, your, your income. That's the revenue that's still coming in and prohibit you from ever starting a channel. So you don't want to have a YouTube strike. It's a bad thing.
1: So that's my question is how do you make money on YouTube?
0: Well, you get a guy who's just, you know, a stud like me and then people watch him.
1: (laughs) And then, but do you get like sponsors and.
0: So, okay. I feel like there was a there was a thought that we I was gonna finish before we drifted into you this. You were topic, asking about
1: when you get to 30 years old.
0: Yeah, no, oh no, no, no. The, the 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 Olympics thing. Yeah, so most people when they get out when they win the Olympics, they don't know what to do with their lives. So
1: she was really I thought she was No, no, she
0: sent me the thing on Instagram. She because I put her I tagged her in one of my stories and she sent me the thing of her with the medal and
1: yeah, there's an Olympics for cooking, apparently.
0: And so she's an Olympic gold medalist, and then she won that show on Netflix, Sugar Rush.
1: So is she big time. Anymore? Well, have you
0: been to that bakery, Bella Cora, locally? I've
1: been, but it's phenomenal. It's ago. phenomenal.
0: So that she used to work there, and now she has her own place called Kai Ice. Shout out to Anna and and uh, check out her website. And where is that? Kai Ice. Uh, she's just doing it out of her home right now. Okay. She makes seventy pints of ice cream a week. Uh, she puts them on her website Thursday night. They sell out in thirty minutes. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. I, and I she actually- she does a lot of weird flavors, bacon and and
1: pomegranate pistachio and things like that. It's pretty pretty neat. My niece actually has, she actually has an Instagram cause she makes cakes the middle one. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And she, she sells like five or six a week.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. Look at her being an entrepreneur already. Yeah, she's, we, she, we
1: actually set her up with a company <laughs> this summer.
0: That's fantastic. Well, dude, she's in the right family. If she has ideas <laughs> that she wants to nurture, she's in the right family. I mean, you could show her, you could show her the ropes and
1: she gets everything paid for
0: as long as <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all profit.
1: Uh, that's cool. I want so. a business
0: like that, but no, so the way you make money on YouTube is you need to get to a thousand subscribers before you can monetize your channel. Okay. And so, so there, there are two things a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watched hours in the previous 12 month period. Okay. And so for me, really, the only metric that I'm concerned with is the subscribers because the hours I'm doing, you know, two, three hour episodes. If I have a thousand subscribers, I'm going to have the 4,000 hours right Right. now. Like if you look at my hours watched versus my subscribers, like, cause it's like this, these are the hours watched and the subscribers is like that. (laughs) So I'm I'm way ahead on my hours. Okay. Um, And and so once you, once you reach those two metrics, once you satisfy those two metrics, you can monetize your channel. So then you set it up to start receiving income. Now, I don't know all the details about how and how, about how much you get paid and um, how that's calculated. Right. I just know that after you, after you have a thousand and four thousand, you can start earning money on YouTube. And I think it has to do with how many views you get and also how long people watch your videos for. And so if you're watching uh, a three hour episode and you watch the full three hours and during that three hours, you saw six ads, presumably I'm going to get more revenue than if I put out a 10 minute video that had one ad. Okay, so I think that's that's how it works. So, I'm, I'm a little, little not not too clear on 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 that
1: part yet. So when your show airs, there's ads that they put on there.
0: Not yet because I'm not monetized. So when you get to a thousand, when I get to a thousand, okay. yeah, yeah. And so so uh, I'm last week I got my show up on uh, a, a number of audio platforms. So if you go to Anchor.fm slash the Barbar Show, you'll have the links there to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker. Um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Pocket casts, radio public. It was supposed to go on Apple podcasts today, but it hasn't happened yet, which I'm I'm kind of irritated about that. We'll see. I'll give them till tomorrow. Then, then, then I'll send an email, say, Hey, what's going on? Um, and so on there, I'm monetized already. Like right off the bat, anchor hooks you up. I did. I do a little, I did a little 42nd ad for anchor that plays at the beginning of each oh, episode. Nice. And for, and so for every thousand listens, I get a certain amount and like right now i've already made i think 36 cents you know so the checks will get bigger yeah (laughs) they'll get bigger in time exactly (laughs) so um so yeah i that that's that's how it works i'm not really you know people people have asked me for all the details about oh you got to look into how you get paid how much you're going to get paid if people watch a thousand times how much you're going to make i'm like dude too soon man too soon don't put the cart in front of the horse I'm still, I'm making sure, I'm trying to make sure that I put out the best episodes possible. Right. And I'll get there when I get there. When it starts making money, I'll figure it out.
1: So like Joe Rogan, that's on YouTube and Spotify. He's so not on YouTube anymore. So he went to just a spot. Yeah.
0: Cause he got an exclusive deal.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So before he was just on YouTube,
0: he was on YouTube. He was on Apple. I, I know for sure he was on Apple. I don't know what else he was on.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's got a lot.
0: Oh, geez, man. He's the number one podcast in the world. And so people have told me like, oh, you're, you're, you're mirroring Joe Rogan with your podcast. You're kind of following in his footsteps. And I go, yeah, yeah. Duh. He's, done well. <laughs> like, he's the preeminent podcast host in the world, not in this country on the planet. Yeah. So I'd be a fool not to take a page out of his book.
1: Yeah. I mean, Spotify gave him like 50 million a year some crazy. I, I think it was a lot more than that. Yeah, I think it was a so. lot more. He
0: wouldn't say how much the report said about a hundred mil. Uh, I think it was a lot more than that. Yeah. I mean, he's dude, he's when, you know, when you put out an episode and then within a few hours, you've had 3 million views, crazy. people are going to contact you to, to promote their stuff. I mean, right. you know how it is. Yeah. If you've got eyes on you with the internet, people will find you to right. try to advertise their ovens or their, <laughs> right. their, their oven mitts or right. whatever, whatever they're yeah. selling, people will find you. And so um, the thing that happened this last year, though, in 2020, is there was an eruption of podcasts. Everybody started a podcast. I mean, there was. Every, I, 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 recently I started doing research on trying to find podcasts that I could go on as a guest. Right. And I found a thousand of them. But I look at a lot of them and it's like, three episodes in the last year five episodes right. in the last year the audio sucks it you know they don't Somebody's know what they're doing yeah it's it's just kind of a kind of goofy they don't know what they're doing it's not even so much about like whether it's in a garage or in a studio or where you know it's just that you can tell they're not really putting effort into it right they're not really they're just kind of doing it for a goof right which is which is i mean you know that's how joe rogan got started i mean his first 300 episodes were garbage go back and watch them they're horrible well well i but, asked
1: you because the setup here is nice i'm like Where, where's the studio yeah you know? it's, yeah it's a it's a legit like i thought it was going to be like going a, you know in a like tent a picnic chair
0: because i'm middle eastern you thought i <laughs> yeah. thought i put Some a tent outside walking behind me
1: but no i mean this is a nice setup well
0: thanks yeah thanks so um <clears throat> i think that in time, there'll be an erosion of all the people who started a podcast but aren't really pursuing it. They're just kind of did an episode here, an episode there. Oh, let's get drunk and hang out and right. you know talk shit. I think those will fade, and then what you'll be left with is the people who are taking it seriously. And I'll be in that clan.
1: And then I'll you know in COVID people had nothing to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, I had nothing to do. I was going crazy. So yeah. I mean, I still have my job, but I wasn't. I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing luncheons. I wasn't doing client dinners. I wasn't doing anything. So right. I was sitting around with all this time on my hands and I don't do good with a lot of time on my hands. Right. And so I had to come up with something to do. And I thought, you know, I talk a lot.
1: You're opinionated. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm very opinionated. Right? Remember, remember when you used to tell me years ago when we would work out together that I should start a podcast yeah. where I complain about because I, I was off. your
1: one person podcast from like six to seven
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so no it wasn't well some of it was at the gym most of it was um at breakfast afterwards right and uh you'd say no you used to say that you were gonna have a podcast with me <laughs> and my brother and you just my brother pissing me off <laughs> no
1: you, you you had a comedy show <laughs> yeah. and your brother would just come and, and irk you yeah and just be like oh. <laughs> and, and your brother looked like I saw, he's, he's He's he looks like big now. He's a big boy. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, the way you described it right now made it seem like he's getting fat. He's not. He's no, he's, he's like six two. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. He looks, he's a little roided up, but he looks good. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's natural Middle Eastern genes.
0: Um. Yeah. Maybe we're the tallest in my family. It's the two of us. I mean, I have about a hundred cousins, and the two of us. He's a little bit taller than me. I'm like six. He's about six two now. And then I have two other cousins who are in that or above right. six, and everybody else is in tall. And your sister's cell too. Yeah, my sister's like five. I don't know, eight, nine, yeah. ten. So not ten, probably five, nine. Because the
1: other that. one is tiny.
0: I don't know where we got it from. Well, I mean, she's like five, six. My other sister. Yeah. You know, she's she's not she's not tiny tiny. She's like in El Paso, she's a tall woman.
1: Yeah, I already see her like five one. Yeah. So no, but, but I mean, so. yeah, I saw I, during there was every every night i got more zoom happy hours i'm like
0: oh yeah me too you know how many people have hit me up on linkedin wanting to do zoom coffees to get to know to network i'm like listen man if i gotta go get my own coffee i don't want to i don't want to have coffee with you you're gonna invite me to have a coffee you better bring it
1: i I think i did it for like a week or two and then afterwards it's just like like come over you want to hang out and just uh, for me to be on a screen yeah 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 yeah. and sitting down like i feel like i sit down enough every day right but, uh, well, yeah. I'm gonna
0: come over. I'm gonna bring the lahmbajine. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. As cook long it as you do, own. you
1: make the dough yourself. I'll bring,
0: dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'll bring everything. I'll bring the dough it, and the ground if beef. If I
1: start making dough, it it's like it looks like powdered cocaine. Oh oil.
0: no, I make some fantastic dough, dude. When I make pizzas at home, actually, my favorite pizza in recent years is the homemade pizza that um, it's really my mom makes the dough. Uh, I've made it a couple times, but at her instruction, right, and. <clears throat> I end up spreading the dough to make the pizza and I spread it super thin. I mean, I spread it paper thin because to me, a crust has one task, which right. is to hold the ingredients. Right. That's it. I don't need this big thick crust. Like I'm eating cake. That's like Chicago not, style. Yeah. Pizza Chicago so. style is terrible. It's if, like, a, you're not going to eat for a week. We I'm should kidding. ban it in this country. It should be <laughs> illegal. I mean, take you know, we should ban Chicago and their pizza. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not down with that. So I make super thin pizza, and it's just when you bite it, it's crunchy and it's just phenomenal. It's like not like like a like a cracker crunchy, but it's got a little crisp. Right. And it's just fantastic. Just enough man. to yeah. hold the ingredients. I put, I like to do salami, olives, and capers. That's that's yeah. must. And obviously, you know, sauce and cheese.
1: But right. Yeah. yeah but I mean, I, pizza's great. I love pizza. pizza! I, can, oh, I made so many pizzas.
0: Oh, and I dip it in ketchup and Tabasco. Don't come around me with ranch, like an American. Well,
1: I just don't dip it.
0: Oh no, I dip it in ketchup. Maybe and a little,
1: you know. I'm Mexican, so I need a little spice. Maybe some, some uh, Tabasco. But yeah, yeah but you ketchup. don't put
0: you don't put toriados on your pizza. <laughs> you put, actually, you put
1: I've, Torreados I've, on everything. Actually, I've had a Torreado pizza before. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I mean it's I I any uh, I, I, I where was I? I was somewhere and, and I asked for Torreados and I'm like, oh, what's that? No, you know, and I'm like, who? you know. But it's kind of I don't think I eat a meal without spice. It's kind of weird. Spices are
0: good, man. I got this Cajun spice mix recently that I've been throwing on everything. I just I made some chicken and veggies last night. I just throw it all over there. I made rice the other day. Put a bunch of Cajun spice in there. Whatever I'm making now, I'm dumping that Cajun spice on there. It's really good. It's all healthy. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I even add a little cayenne. To I, it.
1: I saw like an Arby's package outside your house, no, so no, maybe no, I no, thought no. You, had a, no you had a bad no, no, no. Listen, this listen and and, man, and look, had Arby's.
0: it's like you said. I'm opinionated. If I'm gonna get fast food, I'm going to Chick Fil A. I'm not going to Arby's. I think Water Burger i haven't had Whataburger in a while i used to i used to like the green chili double every now and then i'd get a green chili double i don't know when the last time i had it was maybe over two years ago and i just kind of felt like i'm done with this i don't i don't, yeah, you're, I don't you're, want to have this you're anymore you're not
1: a fan of chick-fil-a you're a fan what does that mean so there's like in you know in, in, in latin america either you're a fan of soccer or you're a fan a fan is like you're a fanatic <laughs> and so you're a fan
0: chick-fil-a is of- the bomb I mean, and, and, so and their good. ordering system, it's phenomenal. Ph- phenomenal.
1: You're out in two minutes.
0: Yeah. This uh, comedian, Steve Trevino, the last, the last time I saw him in town, he's got a great bit about how when you go through Chick-fil-A drive-thru, it's like going through a car wash. <laughs> you just got to keep rolling through and people follow you around. Yes, sir. Another French fry. Yep. Another yep. lemonade. And they just follow you around and you just like, it's so, it's great. I mean, they figured it out, man. They figured out how to do it. Their employees are happy. Although... I don't think anybody is truly pleased by having to say my pleasure a thousand times a day, but their employees seem happy. Like they seem like they're treated well. You know, like when you go to Costco versus Sam's, you can tell the difference in how the employees are treated. We we
1: could have a whole podcast on how much I love Costco. Oh, tell me. I love Costco too. It's like heaven on earth. It's great. It's, it is the most relaxing place. <laughs> I go through every aisle. Yeah, me too. Every, and I always find. I went there yesterday. I, I went there on Monday. I said, all I'm going to get is some meat. Like, yeah, me too. I, I, It was a full, the big part just full of, I was like, I think I need that. And do I need the big can of olives? probably not, yeah. but it
0: looked good. Yeah.
1: And they have the best flowers. I always get flowers there. Uh, and, but I go who through. Who are you buying flowers for? Oh, I put it in my house. Okay. Yeah. So my, uh, my house always has flowers. It's beautiful. Mm, okay. Um, But I go through every aisle. Yeah. Like, do I need another replacement for my electric toothbrush? Maybe. Yeah. You know, and so, but you go, they all, the cooking section is phenomenal. Uh They always have good knives and their wine is. So I always tell people if you've never been to like Costco, Costco is distinct in every place you go around the world. So if, you know, if you go to the one in Seattle, it has everything for snowboarding, kayaking, outdoors. Like, oh, "Oh, really? yeah, Yeah and in california that makes sense. That makes sense. in california which is awesome they don't have the liquor laws we have in texas oh. so you'll have you'll have a it says kirkland single malt scotch but it's mckellen 22 year old i swear 79 bucks really Yeah, like their vodka is gray goose but it says kirkland vodka on the back gray goose oh wow yeah so in and, and even if Except for their big cab, which is like seven bucks. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good bottle, right? Every <laughs> other wine that you buy says Kirkland. Uh-huh. It will tell you the winery except for that cab. Uh-huh. Because it's actually won awards. So, uh, uh, a friend, no kidding. Yeah, a friend of mine that's a big a winemaker um, in Napa, she says there's a lady. Uh, she's a Hispanic lady. I don't know her name, but she works for Costco. She comes to, cost, to Napa three or four times a year. Supposedly when she shows up, it's like the Queen of England. Because if she says, okay, I need... I'm gonna take from this winery, like you're a god. You you will sell more wine than you'll ever sell in your lifetime. Uh And especially, um, and even in the Costcos in Mexico have this, but not in Texas. You can get you know a 40-year-old bottle of McKellen scotch that here will cost you four or five thousand bucks for two grand. And it says Kirkland, but it says McKellen. And it's what's oh oh, yeah, because they're gonna say, Okay, you're gonna sell on your own, you'll sell. 10,000 bottles. Yeah. Uh, I'll sell that in a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, but their, their stuff is phenomenal. Yeah,
0: man. It's, it's just, it's neat. It's always well organized. Everything's good quality. The Kirkland brand is great. I mean, everything you buy with, with the Kirkland brand, I'm a huge fan of all their stuff. The best pistachios I've ever had. Well, is that, that bag of pistachios from, from Costco, dude, I'll, I'll sit down with that thing in front of me. I'll just, I can't stop eating.
1: they, 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 there's a company called rhythm. They have like healthy food, right? They sell it at, at whole foods. They do like kale and they do cauliflower. And a couple months ago, they started selling the cauliflower, not in a little bag like they do at whole foods, but a big, big Costco brand. And they're what they sold in one month. The first month is two and a half years, some crazy amount what they sell at whole foods during the whole year. Wow. And it's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's a King make. if you can get into Costco, Maybe the ovens will be in a Costco one day. <laughs> <That'd be cool. laughs> but, um, but yeah, they, I saw yesterday, Thomas, you're
0: going to walk into Costco in a few years to check on your ovens and on all the TV screens out front. There's going to be me over there they, with my podcast you, on the TV screens.
1: <laughs> you never know.
0: I don't know what I'd you be know? doing there. I don't know why Costco would have me on their TVs, but whatever.
1: Costco. I mean, like Apple said, they would never sell in Costco. They sell like crazy now. Man. Apple is Apple. is crazy. Well, I two, used to two, love, 2. I, 2. I, I 2. love Apple. Six
0: trillion dollar market caps.
1: Ridiculous, it's in Steve Jobs side. It's it's been a different company. There's yeah, no well, innovation. you know,
0: they're they're pissing me off with this. I just got this laptop and it has all these little uh I think it's USB C or whatever it is. I don't know if it's something proprietary that Apple came up with. I don't remember, but I had to go get all these adapters to hook up my USB and HDMI <laughs> cables. Where this old this is my older Apple laptop right here, it has an HDMI insert and two USB inserts and um an SM card insert a SIM card insert. And so why the hell did they do this? I had to go buy that stupid adapter and I had to get that adapter just to connect everything.
1: Yeah, no, they, they, and, uh, they made it complicated.
0: They made it complicated. But the, the, the reason I brought up Costco initially was because we're talking about Chick-fil-A and happy employees and happy employees do good work. I don't know. I don't know what Sam's pays their employees. I've heard that Costco starts their, their people at like, like the people on the floor at I think 16 or 18 bucks yeah. an hour or something like that. Um, but if I had to guess, I would say that the people at Sam's are making eight, nine bucks an hour. I, I I think they're not happy with what they're getting hourly because when you ask them to look for something for you, they just tell you to go to aisle 13. They're basically like fuck off. It's an aisle 13. You really ask somebody at Costco to, to for, for an item, they'll run and get it for you. Right. I mean, they're just great.
1: The best meat, Costco. Really good meat, yep. Hands down, they have the best. You can ask them and they'll cut the meat whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. they it's I get my meat there or coronado Prime meats everywhere else is, oh, i gotta check that out it's Coronado. local
0: Pagan. shop do they have their own farm coronado prime meats yeah. right overall mesa yeah, yeah
1: i don't think they have their own farm but they do if you want some luxury cuts it's good stuff but costco mm. by so you far can get real detailed yeah has the best like i drive to costco once a week yeah me too just yeah. and it, it's too much but I buy the 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 guy in, in Christmas. Every he's like, "You have another party this week?" <laughs> I'm like, "No." But what are you doing with all the with all the food? Well, I mean, I, I make it. Um, I don't
0: know, cook it and distribute it. I, I your sister I, gets some, your my, dad gets some, my everybody sister,
1: gets some. Work gets <laughs> some, and then I always send a bite too much booze. That's cool. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um,
0: well, I mean, that used to be okay when you had when you used to have people over all the time. But
1: I mean, there was still there was. You know during COVID, there's still two or three friends that they're like "All right, i'll come over yeah all right n- nothing too big but keep the circle small but you gotta have some friends yeah it was a little um uh, a friend of mine said you know he called me he's like do you feel like you drink a lot during covid i'm like yeah like I'm, <laughs> I'm done every day by four or five and there'd be one or two friends i'm like can i come over i'm like all right
0: play pool dude you should have taken a pool
1: oh uh, well my dad has a pool table. I don't think house. you have the patience to play pool. Oh, no, no, I have the patience to have a drink and a cigar, <laughs> but other than that, I have, no, I have no patience for any of that no. stuff. So yeah.
0: But. Um that that wine, that big Cabernet, the Kirkland bottle that's like seven bucks, that's as big as two regular like a size bottles. It's a huge
1: one. Yeah. yeah. It's won awards. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. And it's the only wine or booze. like what, what kind of awards does it won? It's won some Napo awards. Really? Yeah. And it's the only wine that that has a kirkland name that won't tell you where it's from yeah um and it's like uh, some hidden secret or they've
0: that, got so they make it themselves that's well that's, somebody else makes they've it. got their own wineries or they've contracted right. somebody to make but, but it's it's their own product like, and it's
1: consistent and it's really good like,
0: yeah it's surprisingly good you wouldn't think that a bottle that big so it's it's twice as big as a regular bottle maybe bigger And it's about seven bucks. And if you just poured it to people, because people like, you know, when they see a label, they go, oh, that's cheap. That's probably not going to be that good. Right. But if they didn't know and you just poured it, they'd say, oh, this is good. What is this? Is this, uh, you know. Like I
1: put in a decanter. Yeah. Yeah. and the people were mad like two that's years you, ago. That's
0: how you trick people.
1: That's how you, yeah, that's how you do <laughs> it. Oh, this is, uh, you know, this 20 we'll know t- Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. They don't
1: know the difference. <laughs> but people are mad because two years ago, I went up from 699 to 799. The oh,
0: bottle. God. <laughs> and
1: people are like, like you know, what's going on? That's all right. But it is, yeah, I always grab like one or two every week. Oh. Uh-huh. And then.
0: You know, I, I I don't grab one or two every week. I bought one about a month ago. It's still corked. I only might, like the bottles, that all the bottles that, that if you saw outside, um, the majority of them people bring me like you brought me a bottle people right. come over they bring me bottles and then unless somebody says hey you know can i have a glass i'm like yeah go for it of course yeah you now that's they're, like they're for guests i'd rarely drink rarely drink well maybe you should
1: get a little drinky drinky once in a while um why just gotta my first boss said you can't trust a man if he's too religious or he doesn't drink and it's kind of been true But like, so you can't trust Muslims. (laughs) Well, first, first, like, besides the drink, because they don't drink, you just have to let them watch porn. If they watch porn, they're like, I'm not gonna go bomb. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch my internet today. If you get them, (laughs) if you get a little drink and a little porn, they'll be. They're they're like, this is
0: where your attorney is gonna text us. Stop the episode. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I'm not gonna go blow myself up. I just found. But, but there was a, a study years ago <laughs> in the U.S. and around the world. And the number one place where porn was watched was the Middle East. I believe it. <laughs> and the number one place in the U.S. that porn was watched was Utah. Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, these people are like, you know, they're supposed to be high you, and mighty. and
0: You cannot deprive people the natural joys of life. No. And have a sane population.
1: I yeah, think of the Middle you East, care. your wife's all covered up. Been the gym, and you get
0: Yeah, you can't even see your wife. You're
1: like, but um, Jenna Jameson looks pretty good today, yeah. so but um, but yeah, so if, if they had a little Costco in the Middle East, and well, there's someone, there's
0: there's a lot. Uh, I don't know if they do, they're
1: probably in Dubai. Uh, I don't probably know if they have one. Um,
0: the big chain Olamo in Dabi. Dubai, I remember when I when uh, as a kid we Was used it to Aldi? go, no, I don't know what that is. It's called uh, I think it's a French word, I don't know how to say it properly. I think it's called Carrefour. Okay, look like like C A R R E. F O U R something like that. Right. That was kind of like the Walmart or the Costco over there okay. that we'd go to. And it's, it's enormous. And um, they also had started their own brand of stuff. This is in uh, like Oh three four. They started their own brand of stuff and, right. and they had, they, I mean, their brand was, was legit food in the middle East is really good, especially in Dubai. I mean, the quality is just unmatched anywhere in the world. It's there's so much uh, attention to quality. It's, well, you, it's you always really say good. like
1: every time you go, like the best chicken, the best potato
0: chips, uh, potato chips, man, I, I, I'm i willing, I'm willing to, 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 you know, anybody who wants to contest that, let's, let's, let's go to Dubai and have some potato chips. And then I'm obsessed. I love them. Yeah. It's incredible. I, I've, I've already talked about them like 10 times on the show. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's one of my joys of visiting Dubai is to get to eat potato chips over there. They're so good. I mean, well, what the hell do we have here? Cheetos and Lay's like, come on.
1: But it's 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 uh talkies you know, burn your stomach disaster. Yeah, no, but um yeah I've never been to the Middle East, but you know you've been you live Dude, there, let's so go seems like a long flight. Let's, it's know? a long <laughs> <laughs> it's a long flight. It's a pretty well once you go to Spain, just kind
0: of swing by. It's Another not that far from Spain. down. No, no, no. From Spain. Europe is is right there, man. So from Spain, I don't know, probably eight
1: hours. Yeah, some friends went to Beirut last year. I think they oh. went to paris and then Did they Be- come back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they they have family with connections so they were okay Okay. okay. yeah but um he said it was lovely <clears throat> so well if they thought
0: beirut was lovely last year uh that says a lot cuz uh i wouldn't think it's lovely last year or right now i mean I, I as much as i miss lebanon i have no desire to go there right now i yeah. just don't yeah, yeah. the country's the country's a mess there's trash piling up everywhere there's they just had that explosion. What? How, many, oh, yeah, how yeah. many months ago? That wrecked half of Beirut. Um, country's it's a mess. But
1: so we should probably just talk about Costco.
0: Costco's the best, man. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. they have the best cheese. They have really <coughs> good cheeses. They got that cheddar coastal.
1: Oh yeah, I have that. Yeah. It's
0: a phenomenal cheddar. <laughs> it's hey, a it's really, good. really good cheddar. It's
1: good. Coastal. Yeah, their, their cheese section is parna, and I love the freezer. Yeah. Especially in the summer. Cool off a little bit. Come back out.
0: <laughs> yeah. What talking about efficiency in business and consistency of product. Um, you watched that McDonald's documentary, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. The documentary or the movie? The movie. The documentary. I don't know.
1: There was. I mean, I. I, uh,
0: The one was, about the guy who started McDonald's. Yeah. So
1: the book is a lot better. But, but oh, okay. He
0: but, reads people.
1: <laughs> but the but it it is <laughs> talking about age. Right. The guy was like 53 before he even met the McDonald's brothers. But yeah, their whole thing, it was an assembly line of consistency and where everybody else was doing everything homemade, I think it was like a minute and they'd have your burger. Um, but he, his 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 story is the the movie is great. Michael Keaton does. But the book is just the guy was just like hell, once he found that, like he wasn't going to let go. Right. And he struggled for years. Because these brothers just wouldn't let him out of this contract. till so he, he figured out that, all right, I'm more of a land guy than a fast food guy. Where he would buy the land and then rent it or lease it to all these uh, entrepreneurs and want to open McDonald's. And he was crazy about, you know, there was people would open a McDonald's in Wisconsin. They serve burritos or baked potatoes. It's like, no, no, this is the concept. If you stick with the concept, it's going to work. And back then, there wasn't the fast food that it is now in the 50s. It was, it was kind of rarefied air. Um, and, I mean, I think the, the guy gave his $2 billion fortune to the Salvation Army. It's kind of crazy. But, yeah, he was so much about, he loved that first store in San Bernardino. Like, this is how every store should be. Mm-hmm. And the, those brothers were. So the
0: idea was no matter where you go in the world, you're going to get the same cheeseburger, the
1: same fries, the same everything. Right. And his whole thing is every U.S. town has a church, a courthouse, and a McDonald's. And that's, that was his whole little thing. And he was like, he was hell-bent on it. On making, if it's in Dubai, or if it's in El Paso, wherever it's at, that the food is consistent. Yeah. And it was, for the longest time, one of the best companies. One of the best companies. Uh, I mean, he died in the 80s. But uh, yeah, his story is super unique. Like just, he was always a sales guy. Always, you know, he sold those little mixers. Just like us. Yeah. Sales and people. eventually he found something. And he was just, it blew his mind, right? And he could not, like, he he sold everything, everything, just to start it.
0: So he just had this idea one day that I'm going to open up a restaurant and it's going to be consistent and uniform everywhere?
1: No, so he sold these milk mixers, right? And they were heavy and bulky. And um, he was pimping it to everybody. who's was in the Midwest, right? And like near Chicago. I'm like, ah, you know, it's too expensive. I don't want it. And then... The McDonald's brothers in California, I think they ordered like 10. And the guy's like, 10? No, like I'm begging someone to buy one every three months. He literally drives that day cross country and he's the first one at the store. And there's a line like of people and they're just getting their food, getting their food. And he asks, you know, he eats and he's like, wow, oh, this is as good as any burger in the Midwest. And he meets these brothers, takes them out to dinner, and the brothers, they, weren't, they were smart guys engineering-wise because they could put an assembly line and make you a burger in a minute and french fries and a malt. But they weren't business guys, right? They didn't know. I think they had one or two other stores that were super inconsistent. But that main store was just a model of efficiency. And so when he saw that, he said, can I get the rights? And he got a, a bad deal on the rights. Like they kept so much of the profit. And it got to a point where he probably had 10, 15, 20 stores in the Midwest and around the US and he just wasn't making money. And he, he, he meets a guy, he goes to get for a loan for a bank and it gets rejected. And one of the guys at the bank said, Hey, I, I think I have an idea for you, but get me into the business. And he said, okay, what's, what's the idea? He's like, you're looking at this the wrong way. You're not, you're not selling fast food. You need to start leasing land, buy the land and lease it to somebody else. And you got to cut of the profit. Well, that it went from 20 stores to like 200 stores. And he had so much buying power by then that everybody knew who Ray Kroc was, nobody knew who the McDonald's brothers. And at the end of the negotiation, they asked for 1% in perpetuity, which he, they never got. He never signed it, but they would have been worth billions. I mean, upon billions, but he turned kind of the, the little, the, the show on them. And I mean, they, 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 they died rich guys, but not Ray Kroc. And he loved the name McDonald's like, it's American. Like he's like Crocs. And I'm like Croc of shit. It's like that. Like no one's going to be like come to Crocs. Yeah. And so, but he, I mean, he, and then he just franchised like crazy. I think within, before he died, he had like 10,000 McDonald's.
0: So he started looking at it more from a, more as real estate than, than a restaurant. Right. You know, I was talking to the owner of Jack in the Box here in town uh, recently I need to get a hold of him again, get him on the show. And that's what he told me. He goes, I think of myself as I'm in the real estate business, not in the restaurant business. Right. And I didn't know that that's where, that's where he got his philosophy from. That's I mean, I'm assuming that's where he, I'm assuming that's where he got his philosophy from. Because
1: back then the one thing that a bank wants when they give you a loan is where's my collateral. Okay. There's land.
0: Yeah. Still same, right? same thing today,
1: but you didn't have to, you know, I, I saw my dad's buildings when he built them 20, 30 years ago, it was a signature loan. For half a million bucks the good old days good old days now you need like blood work i need to see dna but that was back in the day like oh yeah i don't know
0: well now you need now it's almost like you need to have so much money to get the loan that you don't need the loan to begin with because you got the money yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah, and i mean we at work we struggle with that you know first couple years is we have this business but yeah okay but we need more like it's like constant financials constant like after a while, like if I make enough of my own money, I don't need a bank. Sure. And the, Cause the banks are, they're very cookie cutter. If you don't fit into that mold, they're not going to even talk to yep. you. So, but, uh, but yeah, no, his, his story is, is interesting. You know, he owned the Padres in San Diego for a while. Um, it was just like the guy, I mean, to the day he died was like a go-getter. Just never stopped. Yeah. Never stopped. And so, yeah, he's got an interesting story. That's pretty cool. Do you go to McDonald's? <laughs> So the funny story is, is I, when I first read that book years ago, I was like, I'm inspired. I'm going to go to McDonald's tonight. <laughs> I'm going to get a Big Mac, fries. Well, I got so sick the next day. <laughs> and I haven't had McDonald's since. Yeah,
0: they probably don't get their meat from Costco.
1: No, it's, it's, I don't even know what it is. But, um, it might
0: have been a burger in the 50s. I don't know what it is now.
1: No, it's not even meat now. It's like, you know, those Beyond Burgers, That's probably what it is, but crappier. So, well but, the beyond
0: burgers they're they're just uh, they're vegan. That's what they're supposed to be. I
1: eat. don't know what's in them. Yeah. That's the thing it's like okay, it's minced, not meat, minced but what's
0: vegetables? I don't know. Yeah. I always held think... together somehow.
1: I have no idea. I mean, what vegetable looks like a hamburger patty?
0: Well, not not a vegetable by itself, but a right. bunch of vegetables together. And like I, I've it, seen I've had some good vegan patties that are made with quinoa and black bean and onion and uh I don't remember what else, a bunch of stuff. And you could you could you could, I mean, I suck at cooking. I don't know what the ingredients are. I just throw stuff on the fire, but you could you could put certain ingredients together to make them also a little bit sticky right. Uh, and so you could form a patty. and some of them are pretty good. i've had I've had some good I, I mean, vegan patties. vegan restaurants that are good, but I'm not, but when I order a vegan patty burger, a vegan burger, I'm not for me. It's not like, oh, I'm getting. Uh, a burger uh you know like the way vegan people do it is like oh you can have a burger and it's just as good as a beef burger it's like no i understand that i'm getting right a vegan patty and i'm not trying to compare it to the beef patty this is this and that's that and so vegan people always try to oh well have you had vegan cheese on your pizza i'm like yeah and it's disgusting it sticks to the roof of your mouth it's gooey it's gross it's terrible
1: And I've had some friends that went straight vegan and like, it's, it's a hard life. It's a hard life. for sure. Like I got to find some vegan food. I'm like, Oh, don't ask me. Yeah. So
0: yeah. And if you, I mean, you know, if you want to do it, do it. But I, am just, my, my point is like these people that go, Oh, this vegan uh, burger is just, you can't even tell the difference. You would think it's beef.
1: It's like, no, you wouldn't. (laughs) It's, it's good, but I don't think it's beef. So it tastes like bean. Yeah. So, but, uh, but no, I mean, uh, I had some vegan chicken nuggets. I didn't taste Oh, nuggets. dude,
0: that just sounds like an
1: awful idea. Yeah, a friend of mine's like, like I bought terrible. these and they're like, oh. yeah, I think it's like Beyond Burger and Gardein are the two.
0: Were they called vegan chicken nuggets or were they just called vegan nuggets?
1: Well, so. Because bag- I would have
0: a problem with the name if it was called vegan chicken nuggets. Because what the fuck?
1: Well, there was a Gardein like freezer bag that she made them. And she's like, these are chicken nuggets. And I'm like, oh. oh. and she didn't tell me. And I'm like, these, these taste oh. weird. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> she's like, oh, why does this chicken th- taste like celery? They're, they're gardenia. I'm like, oh, they're so. As it is, chicken nuggets have no chicken. This, I don't know what. I the ones at Chick-fil-A do? The grilled are not Have bad. you had those? Yeah. I had
0: eight of them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm not a big fan of the grill. Listen, man, you're going to go to Chick-fil-A. You got to get the breaded one. You want healthy chicken, cook it at home.
1: We'll yeah, like, go somewhere else. Time is of an essence sometimes.
0: Yeah. I think the only fast food that's worse than McDonald's is Arby's.
1: Arby's has a good sauce. though. Oh, they have a good sauce that, that fixes everything. You just drenched it with enough Arby sauce. Yeah.
0: You'll that, that plastic Turkey and roast beef or whatever the hell it is, is okay. If you just soak it with the sauce.
1: Like to me, it always seems when, you know, when I was younger, like going out to fast food was the big thing, you know? And now it's, I don't, I don't eat it that much, but it was like, we did well. We're gonna take it to McDonald's. I'm like, oh,
0: let me tell you something. If you're on a budget and you gotta feed a family of sixteen, you can have dinner from Arby's for sixteen people for about four ninety nine. You can the, the amount of food that you can get at Arby's yeah, for like, like two bucks. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy. Like that's what makes you wonder. Like, what's in that sandwich? Did you three D print this in the back? Or what's going on? Is a roast beef
1: for real? Uh, no, of
0: course. Cheese. <laughs> so? They go. Oh, made from one hundred percent. Uh, beef. It's like at some point it was it was 100 beef, but I don't know what it is now. They're tricky with that advertising language.
1: Well, they' legal. They're, they're tricky. Legal yeah. always gets in there and be like, "We going to put this word, but not this word."
0: Yeah, they're tricky with
1: that. It's kind of like when when you see all these uh, what's it called? These uh, bacterial soaps. It's like 99.9. Yeah, <laughs> because if they put a hundred, they they might get to, sued. Yeah, you might you might find
0: that point <laughs> one. You, percent on your on your kitchen counter like i
1: put it and i got covid <laughs> <laughs> so, but um
0: it gets it gets real squirrely with uh with legal and advertising language one thing that i always think is really weird is how there's labels on food to let you know that it's organic but there's no labels on food to let you know that it's been sprayed with stuff Right. right? Like I want the label. I think the default should be organic. Like we, we shouldn't label organic food cause that's the default. But then if you want to go to that section over there, this has been sprayed with these chemicals and that's been sprayed with those chemicals. And this has been preserved by using whatever. And this has had corn syrup added to it. That stuff should be on the bag, not organic. Right. I mean, we've got it totally backwards.
1: So I had a friend um, and her daddy's worked for the USDA and so I'd ask my organic or, or non-organic, he's like non-organic, they have to be sprayed with pounds and pounds of just for it to ever take effect is impossible. But you know, some people, even organic is still sprayed. You know, he said, yeah, the pesticides, it has to be, it's such a concentrated, like say, he said, he told me if you get a lettuce, put 30 pounds of preservatives or, or pesticides, maybe you have issues. But other than that, like what they spray in the fields, it goes away with the weather. You think so? That's what he told me. He seemed like he had a
0: doctor. The argument so. that I've heard, I'd want to look at, I'd want to look into some research on that. The one uh, uh, point that I've heard that made a lot of sense to me is that depending on what you're buying, it may be worth it. It may, it may, it's, it's probably not worth it to spend the extra money on organic. Cause sometimes you go to get a pineapple and a regular pineapple is two bucks and the organic one, the organic one is six. Right, And so what are you paying a 300% markup for? Right, If it's something that's got really thick skin that you're going to remove, then you don't really need to concern yourself with the organic. Like if you're buying an almond, you know, a bag of almonds, almonds. I mean, they're, they're, they're so deep in their shell, right? right. You really got got to pull the almonds out that even if they're sprayed with stuff, it's not going to get to the almond bananas, pineapples, coconuts, that kind of stuff. You don't really need to concern yourself with whether this thing has been sprayed or not. But if you're buying things like strawberries, that worries me, Uh, all berries, because you're eating the whole thing. So that, that um, I usually go for the organic, just because I don't know what's true and what isn't. You know, if you're getting things like carrots that grow in the ground, I mean, yeah, if you spray the, 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 the field, the chemicals can still get absorbed into the soil. So I don't know how how that affects it but certain things that's that's kind of how i gauge it like if i'm gonna buy an onion shit i'm gonna remove the outer
1: right.
0: eight layers anyway before right. i cook the onion so
1: and the organic always seems smaller
0: yeah they are <laughs> yeah well that's when people talk about genetically modified foods it's like the apples that you buy at the store there are no apples there are no big sweet apples in nature apples in nature are really small right. and and very very tart right like you couldn't you like it's it's they're difficult to eat they're super tart So anytime you buy a big, sweet apple, it's been genetically modified. That's, that's how we did it. And it's not necessarily bad. It's not like you're, 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 you're doing something bad to the apple. It's no, we've just kind of figured out which traits to select for and combined them in, in crop growing. And we've been doing it for, I don't know, hundreds of years. Right. So.
1: Because I've seen avocados this big at Costco. Um, okay, those are for sure. Not- those are grown in Mexico. Yeah. Those are legit avocados. <laughs> oh, <God, I> was- <laughs> I'm like, before that thing gets ripe, this is going to be two weeks. You
0: know? uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh,
1: and they're huge. but or it's, or it's fruits that's sold out of season. Then you know that that's been modified.
0: Well, I mean, the thing about fruits out of season is that we have, we, we've, we've set up structures that allow for the production of all crops year round. Right. So you don't need seasonal. Cause if you, I went to your grocery store and you told me, oh, I don't have tomatoes cause it's not the season for tomatoes. I'm never going back to your grocery store. Right. So, but, but here's the thing, even you, you, on certain things, you just can't beat nature. Right. When when it's when it's the right time of year for those fruits, they're still going to taste better than if you buy them out of season. Right. You know, what I mean? even though they're being produced and they look fine and, and they're available and that's all well and good, but they don't taste as good as when it's the right time of year. Right. It's just like this is when it's when this fruit is supposed to grow. Right. And you could try to create your own artificial climate to grow it, but it just doesn't come out the same.
1: I and mean, the same thing is for seafood, right? They say if it if there's not an R in the month, then seafood's not fresh. So. Oh, really? Uh, like May, June, July, August. Wait, what do you
0: mean? Seafood is not fresh if there's not an R?
1: So Because what, what it means is, and this is what a, a buddy of mine that lived on the coast in Mexico said, because in, in, in Mexico, when you take it out of the water, you got to eat it. There's no nice refrigeration like we have in the States. So it's from the ocean to your table. It's got to be quick. So if it's not in those months, it's too hot and it's going to spoil on its way to the stores or to your house. So in the cooler months, it's going to be a lot fresher because it doesn't spoil the transportation part. Huh? So don't, don't eat, you know, stop eating seafood.
0: I don't really eat seafood anyway.
1: You just eat meat and chicken.
0: Uh, Primarily. Yeah. Those are, those are my top two. (laughs) Yeah. Beef and chicken. It's just like, it's, don't really have good seafood in el paso I, that's why i want to move somewhere where i could fish i want to go catch my own fish I, i'd like to do that but where are you going to go fish around here you ain't fishing around here you have to drive at least two and a half three hours to go catch a fish and they might, be little. they're gonna be little yeah i'm all right
1: you go to the pacific northwest that's, that's fresh fishing every day what seattle oregon Seattle, Oregon. Yeah. You can get your little dinghy out there and <laughs> <laughs>
0: i've always wanted a dinghy and be, be Jimmy the fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually exactly my plan is, is is to do just that. Have a little um little something like that with a I want I want to have a tiny little rowboat with a grill on it and just like be out on the lake pull my fish out throw it directly onto the grill.
1: Or you can go to like in Alaska the rivers are so well, I'm not going to live
0: in Alaska just to eat fish. But, Jesus Christ, but, man. But you can just I'm not going to live in Oregon name. either and pay 9% state income tax to eat fish. With that, nice. with that 9% income tax, I could with, whatever that amount of money is, I could probably hire somebody to send me fresh fish every day. They're 9% state income tax. Okay, I'll take a vacation.
1: Take a vacation in Alaska and just go on the river and eat and just pull the salmon out. You don't even have. To. I've heard,
0: yeah, because uh, what happened? They they hired uh, a few years ago. They hired hunters and to kill a bunch of bears, and they killed so many bears that the salmon started started growing in in really big numbers, and so the the lakes and the rivers are backed up with salmon. There's so much.
1: And in certain times of the year, like August, September, it's when it's high season. You can just walk, just grab, them, walk in the river and just grab. That's them. so crazy. Yeah, and they're they're huge.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, I've like, seen pictures. I've got friends in Oregon. I've seen pictures.
1: And so it's, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'd like to go catch some salmon. Maybe a, I'll, maybe I'll fly right there. there. By the river I'll fly out in there in a couple months. little fire. I've been wanting to Oregon go check out Oregon, man. Beautiful part of the country. I've been wanting to I've seen gorgeous. pictures. I've never been.
1: I was there in uh, November. What are you doing there? I went to some wine tours in the Willamette Valley. Look at you. So it was nice. Look
0: at you. Or- Going on a wine B- tours. Portland. Portland was touring. Traveling around, trying, <laughs> trying grapes on different vines. Oh.
1: But uh, Oregon. Can, can was you so- get me
0: some grape leaves when you go? On? That's I'm Lebanese, man. That's when I you go to 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 a place that's growing grapes. Oh, I want the leaves.
1: Yeah, you can. You used to have, give me some grape leaves. Good. All right. So I got to get some grape leaves. But oh. uh, but no, Portland was tore up because of the Black Lives Matter stuff. But uh, oh, that's the, unfortunate. The Willamette Valley was it's gorgeous and so cold, but it's nice, especially this time. I mean, there's nobody there, hmm. so. But, um, I like wine.
0: Yeah, you do. Hey, I want, another movie I wanted to discuss with you is Ford versus Ferrari.
1: It's a great movie.
0: That's a great movie, right? The book. Oh, I don't want to read the book, dude. I want to see the people racing. I want to see them sweat. The book
1: is better. Yeah. Uh, the book just has more detail on, you know, Shelby's relationship with Ford and, the, and Andretti And the, the, I forgot the name of the driver, but it was, you know, the book's called Go Like Hell. And so and that was his whole thing with the driver's was if we could get to 6,000 RPMs, that means a car could last. And when they hit that at Mans, he just said, look, go like hell. Like, at, like the car fall apart, but we can't lose. And I think they won it for the next five years.
0: Uh, something like that, four or five years. Yeah, uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, they won it for, for years in a row. It's really cool. It's, it's so it's true that he got screwed over the way they showed it in the movie? That they screwed him out of the wind, they tricked him into into uh, yeah. uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> A little late.
1: Oh, that was like 2 years ago. Yeah, so if you cool. haven't
0: seen it by now, no. too bad.
1: No, the movie the movie is good, but yeah, it just
0: but that that part is true about yeah. how they tricked him. Yeah. That but, sucks,
1: man. But I mean the- That
0: really sucks. I would have gotten back in my car and that guy over.
1: And <laughs> he But uh no, it it's really I can see your little Ford.
0: Oh dude, yeah. I think these man, these cars are
1: beautiful. These these are just like the sexiest cars. The sixty-seven GT. Something like that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Man, they're just I don't think we've ever made a nicer car. Uh,
1: that was Ford's thing so with nice. Shelby. If he could win the Lamas, then he would always have a Ford car named after him. And uh Oh yeah. Yeah. So So yeah.
0: hence the Ford Shelby and then they make the F one fifty Shelby as well. Oh, dude, I
1: haven't seen that, but yeah. I think my brother in law got that.
0: No, he had a raptor, unless he, Changed it.
1: He's got a another Raptor. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but no, that that car is. I've driven it once. A friend of mine had one, and it just the Shelby. Yeah, it goes. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's they just, got some power. It's a '67, and it's it's impressive. But they, I mean, they go at auction for so much money, mm-hmm. like hundreds of thousands. I think that one sold at Sotheby's a couple of years ago for like two million. jeez the, the Ferraris gets more, but who
0: bought it? Some Saudi Arabian some guy in california there's yeah, a there's a jay i know he's got like, a ton of cars he's got like 150 cars yeah. he's got warehouses full of cars yeah i'm like what are you gonna do when there's no more fuel and we go electric what are you what are you gonna do with all these cars
1: yeah, he's he's like a fanatic
0: about. That. oh dude I, I just i'm i was shocked to learn just how wealthy he is i'm like to, like his car collection is worth tens may, maybe over a hundred million dollars
1: it's worth a lot he was probably making what 25 35 million a year as a Tonight Show host for yeah, 15 20 years.
0: I could host that show,
1: and plus, he always had his he always said that he didn't he, he, he did comedy shows on the weekends in Vegas and he said the only money he wasted was his comedy money.
0: Ah, uh, so, so that was his his fun money and then all his work money he bought cars with.
1: Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he he, he, just he had fallen with it. You know, he made a lot of money in the Tonight Show.
0: So, and I'm sure that the value of those vehicles that he's bought over the last I don't know how many decades he's been buying cars has appreciated
1: tremendously. He's got some like Model Ts, he's got him and Jerry Seinfeld have like warehouses full of cars. Yeah, I think Seinfeld just buy Porsches, but he's got some vintage. You don't like Porsches. (sighs) I, I, my (laughs) sister just got one like a year ago. Yeah, but they're you know, my dad one growing up, like one or two, and they were just problematic. Uh, i mean they're great air conditioning is awful there's never enough room and there's, there's always yeah they're,
0: it's, they're not designed to have room
1: well my sister they're designed
0: for you to pull up in front of in front of a party and you and like one maybe two girls if they're really short and skinny would hop in there with you right. and, and that, then you drive away yeah. that's what they're designed for
1: but it, and my sister <laughs> buys this car and she bought it she's all happy about it and the new ones are not six years they're automatic oh so the one thing a month or two, is like it doesn't have a cup holder. I, I can't <laughs> put my coffee. That's like that scene from Bad Boys. We, no, I haven't remember that. <laughs> where, where Will?
0: I think they were in a Porsche, and um, it's Will Smith's car. And you know, you know the the other guys with him, Marcus is his name in the movie. What's his name? Uh, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. And he goes. uh, And he, you know, he's got his burger and his, and his drink. And he goes, I don't have a place to put my drink. And he goes, uh, he's like, where's your cup holder? And he tells him, he's talking shit about the car. And he goes, for your information, this car is a limited edition, whatever. And he goes, you damn right.
1: It's limited. (laughs) No backseat, no cup holder. (laughs) No, it's, I mean, it's a great car for the first two years. Uh And then it's just, my dad wasted so much money on that car. And, 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 I, we, and
0: we didn't have a Porsche dealership in town until what, two years ago. So people used to have to go to Albuquerque to get so, them serviced.
1: So the hoppy monk was the Porsche dealership um, in the seventies and eighties.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, it was Must tiny. Have been a tiny dealership. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I went away, but he was always having to go get parts in Albuquerque yeah, or yeah. Phoenix. And, and
0: it, it, I have friends who drive up there every now and then to get the oil change. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, who's got time?
1: No, it, like it it's, it's an awesome car, but. It's not functional. And like I tell people, don't get a Porsche. Don't get a a Land Rover because they break down. Land Rover, really? Yeah. yeah. Now there's a dealership, but I had friends that you drive them to Phoenix or or Albuquerque and then they pay for your flight back and they pay for your flight to go back to get it. But it was, they're problematic
0: as hell. Man, my, my uncle swears by Land Rover.
1: Maybe you got a good one.
0: Maybe (laughs) yeah. (laughs) you found the exception. Yeah. He, he had one for years I mean, he was always, he always talked about it. Oh, this is the best vehicle I've ever driven. This is the best on the street, on the sand. This is in Dubai. You know, he's like, oh. he's like, if I off-road in it, it's great. If I'm on the street, it's great. No matter what I do with it, it's great. He was so
1: happy with that thing. Yeah. No, it's other friends that have had one have just been issues issues. Really? So, so don't get that. Don't get a dog and don't get a pool. I
0: told <laughs> and don't get a kid.
1: No, and don't get a kid unless you have a nanny for it. So, so some friends, or, or, a wife, you know? well, or a
0: wife. The wife is
1: optional. Right? But I, I have friends that moved into house. I'm like, I grew up with a pool. I hated the pool. Yeah, it's a money pit.
0: Uh, it is. It is.
1: And then if you have a dog, you can't thinking about anywhere. getting a hot tub though. Uh, it's full of the dog
0: is extremely restrictive incredibly right. restrictive and anywhere you travel you've got to pay more either to keep it at a dog hotel or to or to get it into the hotel with you you got to right. pay more then you got to get out in the middle of the night to take it outside and it's cold or it's windy or it's raining and then you got to pick up after it like who 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 in their right mind walks around with with a bag picking up picking up shit no, I mean, picking who does up. that you know there's always a dog that shits in my yard i've had it man i've had it i've cleaned it up for the last time so i'm i'm actually i'm going to get on my my hoa uh thing where we communicate with the neighbors right. and i'm gonna i'm about to put a post i'm about to let them have it like like listen keep your dogs leashed because the next time i catch a dog shitting in my yard nobody's ever gonna see that dog
1: no the, the worst for me i travel a lot and when they bring these emotional dogs with them that dog doesn't want to be playing i mean dogs have shit pissed and i'm like oh yeah she pissed on my pants what? Yeah, that happened. It happened to me. Seriously. Yeah, the dogs are scared. They want to be home. You know, they they like consistency, and they like, like like cats even worse. I don't even know if you're home. But a dog, every flight I get on, there's a dog. I'm like, you look fine. You don't need an emotional friend. <laughs> but they look fine because they have the dog with them. Oh god. Like if you can't, make, if you're codependent <laughs> with a dog, then I understand a road trip. The dog's fine. <laughs> you're gonna stop. But a plane, and every, almost every flight I go on, there's like and they get bigger and bigger like it was a bulldog yeah, last do. time I'm like like he's right next to me i'm yeah. like the dog's just like i just want to go home
0: yeah every time i think about getting a dog because i watch those cute dog videos and you know you, you watch the videos and you're like oh i want a dog and then i think about it and then i'm like nope nope i go out of town a lot i don't i i have too much going on i don't want to have to wake up in the morning to take it outside yeah and go walk it and go cut its hair and take it to the to the groomers and 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 i'm like I, I i got enough going on taking care of myself you know yeah, what i mean i
1: can barely take care yeah, of myself yeah
0: yeah i like i have to shower right. and go get a haircut and do all these things i don't want to do that have someone to do that for also yeah.
1: no, and my sister has two dogs and it's now i say no it's a lot of work when i was younger, like you want to take care of the dog and i'm like then you feel guilty it's been three hours i gotta go take it out again I'm like,
0: no. i might get a dog when i'm in my 60s
1: like someone to like and i'm
0: never gonna travel to again around yeah, I want to be living like on a ranch in Kentucky somewhere, duck hunting, and I wanna have a dog. I have
1: an outside dog. They'll
0: go retrieve the ducks for me. That's what I want it for.
1: Yeah. I don't have an inside dog.
0: No, no, no inside dog. No, I can't stand animals on the furniture, dude. I can't I can't stand that. I can't stand dogs wiping their asses on people's couches. I go, how do you how do you sit on your couch? You know, you got drool piss and shit on your couch and on your bed. The worst is when people have dogs in their beds. Oh. I I that's we're probably gonna. We're probably a lot of people right now are like, "Fuck you guys, you animal haters." <laughs> I just like. Listen, that. I love animals in their own environment, right. Not in my bed.
1: And I have enough responsibilities. I don't need another dog. Yeah. You know, so I was like, people are like, "Oh, look, my my dog had ten dogs. Keep them. Don't get like we'll give you one." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they're no, like thanks. they're a rare breed. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah.
0: And 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 they they can cost you. I know people who are struggling to get by and, and they go, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. I just spent a thousand dollars because my dog gets, uh, got sick.
1: Like, there's I'm there's like, dog insurance. Like really? I had a friend that had a bulldog and bulldogs have bad noses, like pugs. Uh-huh. And he had dog insurance, like a couple hundred bucks a month because the dog was always in the, the doctor. I'm like, uh-huh. You're spending more on the doctor and your wife. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, But yeah, I mean, it's like, uh, and I think, I was reading an article that so many dogs, like there were shelters <laughs> that were empty because in COVID, people were so lonely at home that they were going to, they adopted so many dogs. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. There was even like uh, the Humane Society left me a flyer, adopt a dog. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine alone.
0: Yeah. I, I, I knew a family one time that, um, they had. They they lived in. I don't know if it was an apartment or a really small house, something like that. Whatever the case was, they had something like over thirty cats and about a dozen oh. dogs living with.
1: Are them. they hoarders? Does that show hoarders?
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just really loved animals. I go, what how, what what are you doing? How do you have that many animals in your house? I don't. I don't want that many anything in my house. I don't want that many people in my house. I don't want forty five. 45 living moving things with me in my house it'll yeah.
1: stress me out oh then they're all over you oh yeah. i uh you know if i, I mean, before i moved into this house i lived in an apartment for like five six months and there's a lot of military people and they would they had two or three dogs in these apartments and they weren't little Bro, dogs. be
0: careful we're in el paso fort bliss is right here we're gonna get our ass well, kicked No, well, they're not careful. gonna find me i'll be fine i'm gonna leave right now
1: <laughs> um but they had like huge like greyhounds. Oh, uh, yeah, or yeah, days. I've seen that. Yeah, there was a dog that was so I don't know what bigger than the apartment. Yeah, the lady hadn't come back in two days. He uh, broke. He broke the glass to get out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was all cut up and <sighs> he couldn't take anymore.
0: Oh, uh, that's horrible. And they just
1: found him wandering on the complex and that's horrible. She had gone away with her boyfriend and just left him there. Yeah, she was eventually kicked out. But yeah, you'd hear dogs all day just howling. I'm like, and they're huge. I, was like, I thought it was a small dog. It's like a husky. So, yeah, so don't get a dog. Don't get a pool.
0: Yeah, the pool. I definitely agree with man. As as nice as it sounds, every now and then to be like, oh, I want, I really want to invite some friends over and hang out in the pool, and you know, just have like an outdoors get together. I think about the maintenance, the wastefulness of it, just the time. The time is a big one. Like that's why when I bought my house, I look for a house with a yard that requires zero maintenance. I have a few desert plants out there. I have artificial turf. I do every every like month and a half. I got to go outside and blow the leaves out. Right that's it that's all i do yeah. zero maintenance but i do want a hot
1: tub it's just full of germs you well clean it
0: well that's why you get it real hot and then you put the stuff in it to to to, to clean it well you get a, a salt water uh a salt water hot tub because you don't want to be in the chlorine all the time just
1: find some girl that has a hot tub yeah that's yeah
0: because they're, they're everywhere but there's all there's all these uh
1: I I have PTSD. There's all these prospects. I clean my my dad's pool for like eight years every day. Yeah. I'm falling in there in the winter. That's what it is. Like, that's oh, what it the is. Day, you know? The day I moved out, he's like, Hey, look, I got an automatic cleaner and I got to come clean. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, man. I mean, uh, every that's day. so funny. And if you know my dad, is like, Hey, it looks dirty
0: today. Yeah, there's probably like one leaf in it. And he's got to yeah. wake you up at three in the morning to go oh. pick up that leaf.
1: Oh, he, he <laughs> your dad's I, a tyrant. I'm like, I'm done. He'd get his goggles <laughs> and go in there. Like, <laughs> I like, clean it with yeah. the tube. I'm like,
0: Does he still go on the roof to clean the roof?
1: No, not till you, I thought he fell off. He yeah, like, I know, no, I know. No, but he, I
0: still saw him on the roof after he fell.
1: Well, he's not allowed to anymore, but I, he still, he still cleans his house. Like he, my parents have <laughs> never had a clean lady, right? But,
0: he can't like, if there's, if there's a little bit of, if there's a dust storm, he's got to go up on the roof. Oh, he's, and, he's and, manic. And, <laughs>
1: He's manic. He's but like, he mops the house every that's, morning. That's hilarious. He has a bucket clean every morning, wakes up at five and, and mops the whole he house. wakes
0: up at five to mop. Right, to I mop. bet your mom doesn't mind.
1: My, my mom has lived a privileged life.
0: My mom would love it if she had a husband who woke up at five every morning yeah. and mopped the house.
1: Like, he likes to mop. <laughs> and the only thing I think she does is fold the clothes because uh, he washes the clothes. Because my dad is, if you've ever been to his garage, it's all set. The tools are in a certain you've order. You've just
0: described it to me, but I've never been.
1: Uh, it's okay. I'm missing much. But the shoes are in certain order. Yeah. Everything. Like, the guy is so organized.
0: That's how I am with my closet. My closet, I've got, like, the section with my suits uh, black, navy, brown, beige, gray, right, and then my shirts, same right. thing, uh, and then over here like my t-shirts, like it's all in sections, right, and that's how I like, and it looks good, man. I love when I walk into my closet and I just, you know, I like all my shirts are hanging, right, and they're all white light blue dark blue black and and they all like, it just looks good it just makes you makes you like feel like james bond when you walk in there You're like let me, let me put my yes. suit on you
1: need, you need one of those closets when you get when the podcast gets bigger where the closet just goes around yeah
0: yeah like it rotates and then there's a top shelf with my guns and you decide like you match the gun with the outfit
1: some antlers, you know, some <laughs> deer you killed.
0: Cool.
1: <laughs> are you still hunting
0: i've i've only been hunting one time
1: are you still shooting
0: I'm shooting not that much cuz it's just been difficult ranges have restrictions you've got to like call in advance and reserve your spot and I just don't need another thing on my schedule on my calendar right. in advance I've got I've got I've got my my work calendar my personal calendar the appointments for the for the podcast the you know a million things the last thing i need is to be there oh well i think i could go to the range saturday too let me call and make an appointment you know what i mean
1: and the shooting range freak me out i don't mind Remember when I we went out that. one time i don't mind the outdoors because there's not a lot of people but the shooting ranges when i've seen people that don't know how to handle i guns, leave i freak out i, I like, leave and yeah. like that guy looks like a i've been there killer. I'm like well
0: I have been I've been when I'm at the range when I get there I look around me if there's a bunch of beginners i leave. Yeah. And you you could tell if they're beginners. You you could tell the guy that's like you know taking his girlfriend on a on a date. And you know, she's got the pink. Well, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing and then she's freaked out by the guns and I'm like right. when I see a couple like that I just leave. Yeah. i leave cuz she's going to she's going to fire around. She's going to like oh my god and then she's going to turn around and and flag everybody around her or you know guys do that too when they're um uh, when they get together with their buddies, and it's like a boy hangout, and then they 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 shoot thirty five rounds, and then finally one of them hits the target, and then they get so overjoyed that they've got to like turn around and tell their friends, "Oh my god, did you see?" And I'm like, "Oh, shit. I'm like, dude, no, I, yeah." Well, when they
1: shoot, really, it doesn't happen a lot. But really, really big happens. guns. I'm like, Ugh.
0: yeah. Well, at an indoor range, that's a problem. I, I don't shoot any rifle at an indoor range except for maybe a twenty two. And was and it
1: the the forty five, the big one? That has a distinct. <clears throat> the, the yeah. long barrel I just, oh the lever action yeah. 45 long coal. yeah that that's, yeah
0: that that's that's that's, that's got a good pop yeah i mean it's a
1: 45 though you could shoot that indoors it's all right so no we went shooting a couple of months ago uh with my brother-in-law yeah they let me be within 10 feet of them so um but uh but he's got a ton of guns yeah he like, he's like yeah he's he's got the the gun macho thing going so I yeah, I'd like to. Game. I'd
0: like to go shooting with him again sometime. He's yeah. he knows the stuff.
1: He always has. He always has new guns. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's got a, like three safe full of guns. That sounds cool to me. I told one, I told myself one day him. he's gonna just forget about it and just kill everybody. <laughs> he's Why? too. He's too nice. He's uh, he's like he's he's like heaven. He's set. very nice. Yeah, like he has patience, and I'm like. Uh.
0: But you wonder if he's angry on the inside. Yeah,
1: I'm like he just is. He p- like
0: that movie Click with Adam Sandler. <laughs> is, that, is that the movie? Is it Click? Is no, that the one? No, no,
1: no. Um, what there's a there's a uh michael douglas like he just goes crazy and starts just blowing shit up but anyway so I, I, I always think i always like one day like he's just gonna lose it between <laughs> my dad and my sister you know that's a lot of pressure
0: you're you're about to subject your brother-in-law to a psych evaluation of his job
1: <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't they don't know his name so but, uh, but yeah so it's it's a lot of uh yeah, he's no, a, man, he's
0: I, 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 I definitely, I don't really see the point in having a lot of guns. See, I'm not a collector. I don't like having anything around me that I don't have use for. So I think if you're somebody who is fully involved in shooting, you do everything you carry, you have a home, you have guns for home defense, you hunt. Let's say you hunt, uh, you know, you have shotguns for hunting. You compete in trap and skeet. You shoot long distance. Um, it, it, you shoot three gun. If you do everything, you're probably going to end up with about 24 guns. That's a lot. I don't think that's a lot. The, to me, that to me, that's like, if you have 24 guns, you've got, cause you know, you need a shotgun for hunting and then you need a shotgun for uh, a trap and skeet. Right. And, and you might need, you know, if depending on how serious you are, you might need a shotgun for skeet and a shotgun for trap. And, um, you're, if you do three gun competitions, you're going to need a tactical shotgun, that's set up for competition. If you carry, you need a slim pistol. If you have a home defense pistol, you got a full size, right? If you, uh, you have a competition pistol, you know, whether you'd also, if you do open divisions, limited divisions, you might have one with a red dot one without rifle, same thing. So if you don't do all that, you just, you know, you don't need that many guns. So a lot of people, you know, people who like to buy a lot of guns, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me to have a hundred guns that I don't use. I don't like to have anything in my house, that I don't have use for. Right. I just, if I don't, if I haven't used it, it it's, it, it goes but
1: 24. So a lot of guns.
0: I mean, it, it, it's point of view, right? Cause again, if I need, if I'm doing three gun and I've got my, my, my pistol rifle and shotgun for three gun, if I'm going to go bird hunting, I can't use that shotgun. Right. I need, I need a hunting shotgun. I, I you know, my, my AR 15 that I use for three gun matches is not really, Good for a self defense uh, uh for self defense applications because the trigger is way too damn light. Right. I mean, I got a, I got a trigger that you just you just but, touch it and it fires. But
1: you're a lot more knowledgeable than most people because you used to do gun competitions and. I remember, unless you stop doing that, are you still doing that? Well, there's
0: just nothing really around. So, so there's this thing called the tactical games. I just found out about a few months is that
1: ago. Like the the CrossFit games or what? It's kind
0: of like the CrossFit games, but it's that it's uh, it's it incorporates difficult physical tasks with shooting. And I was just looking at their website last night. There's a there's a competition in March in somewhere in, in Texas, far from here. And there's one in towards the end of the year in Phoenix. I think I'm gonna do that one. And so, um, it it's running, carrying sandbags, climbing rope, uh, a, a lot of things like that with shooting. So, which is right up my alley. I'm like, yeah, like working out stuff and guns. Let's let's do this. Sign me up. So that's something that I'm looking at doing. The competitions here in town are very poorly ran, and frankly, piss me off. As you know, I, I'm I can't, no nothing pisses. You I off. can be short tempered. Yeah, I can be. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I when I go to do an IDPA contest, right? I, I tried it one time. It's just a, it's just a it's a it's a category of shooting. Like there's IPSC, there's IDPA. Uh, I went to do. I, I was like, let me go try this IDPA. Right. They said the match starts at nine. The rules meeting starts at 8.45, so get here by like 8.30. I get there at 8.30. We start shooting at 10.15. I go, oh. fuck you guys. I never went back. I didn't even finish the match that day. I shot like two rounds, and I just left. I was like, you know what? I can't be here till 4 o'clock. I just yeah. left.
1: That's when I play golf. I play nine holes. I don't play 18. <laughs> An hour and a half, two hours, I'm done. But 18, with some of my friends, it's like five hours in the bar, and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, life. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I just – I. I I need, I need a lot of time for a lot of the things that I do. My, my, my day is always full. I, I don't ever just finish an activity. Like I don't ever go to the gym. And then if my friends are like, Oh, you want to go have breakfast and and hang out? And it's like some days I can do that, but it's rare. And, right. and 30, 45 minutes into, into the, into the breakfast, I've already spent an hour at the gym. Now
1: I'm 45 minutes at the restaurant. I got to go. I got stuff to do. Right. I got to go. Yeah, I can't be there. all like, day. And I, I don't do last minute invites. Like someone, uh, invites me last minute. I'm like, I-, I already got my day planned out. Listen, man,
0: when I invite you last minute, it's been- <laughs> <laughs> actually it wasn't
1: meant for you, but it clicked in at the end. So, um, and I probably have nothing to do, but I'm just like, oh, uh.
0: well, sometimes, sometimes my lunch plans appear out of the blue and I go, who could probably meet me for lunch right now? Let me try Renee. Right. And then, cause I know that you could leave the office right. if you, you know, if, if stuff is, if you don't have meetings, you could leave, but everybody else is stuck at work.
1: Last minute, I'll do for for work.
0: Yeah, the only people I text for for impromptu lunch plans are uh, sales reps because they're out and about, <laughs>
1: and
0: they're not that busy. <laughs> they're not that busy, not right now. No, not right now. And they're
1: never that busy. I mean, you you go in, you know, I go. Listen, in,
0: man, I work hard. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been in <I've> <laughs> sales for twenty two uh, <laughs> years. Uh, so I'll tell you a funny story about sales. Is so. You know, when you drive around all day, you get tired. Uh-huh. Right? And so I was, I was telling a friend of this a while back. You know, when I used to just, when I started, I'd always find a warehouse, like right? logistics, right? There's always warehouses here, wherever I was, that I knew I could, you know, take a nap around two or three because I get sleepy all the time. And so I remember telling this friend years ago, I'm like, hey, this is a good spot, good trees, abandoned warehouse, secure, perfect for a nap. <laughs> and I'd, I'd go there once or right? while, because I, I can't keep my eyes open. Uh-huh. I'm going one day, and who's in my spot? My friend. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not telling anybody else about my next spots because you know, you drive all day and you're far away from home, or I'm not in town. I'm like, I, I gotta find a place, and the hotel's too far, but I still gotta, I gotta be here in 30 <laughs> minutes. I'm not driving back two hours. And so, it's oh, hilarious. I, I, didn't, I didn't do that in Mexico because I'd probably get kidnapped here killed if just <laughs> that, slept under a tree i slept under a tree but yeah it's it's uh this, the sales rep life is great and it gives you freedom
0: gives you freedom man that's that's the thing that i really love about it that's probably the the, the most appealing thing about it is i don't have to get permission if i need to run to the bank i, I just do it while i'm on my way to the next clinic you right know? as long as as long as you're planning your day, as long as you're actually good about planning your, your calls and, and you know where, you know that you're going to get around now, you know, you start scrolling around and going to the grocery store and going to the bank and right. doing all, you know, going to get your phone upgraded. And then by the end of the day, you, you haven't made, you haven't seen all the places that you're supposed to go to. Right. Well, you're just a terrible sales rep, right? But if you can actually plan it properly and, and don't abuse that freedom, then, yeah, you could have you could have a very very comfortable life as far as scheduling goes, as far as being a, you know being able to run a couple of errands a right. week. Like I you know I just when 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 I see people who work at offices and they always gotta tell their boss, hey, you know, can I can I leave uh, at two thirty and be back by three fifteen because I gotta go do, handle something real quick? I'm like, oh,
1: I can't do that. No, it's I mean, and, and at work, obviously, all the the managers that work for us, they all have company phones. I don't care. You can be, you don't have to work in the office if you want. Just when I need you, you can answer the phone or when somebody needs you like operations, accounting, they have to be there every day. Right. But the managers, Hey, I need to, I don't know. My, my little girl got sick. I got to say, just answer your phone. If someone needs you, I uh-huh. don't care. Right. The, we, we give people that freedom, but there are some people that have been sales reps and they like, Hey, it didn't work out. I'm like, well, did you make your 30 calls this week? Right. And, and right. some people don't have the, that the, uh, discipline i guess so
0: yeah i mean i think i think i think that's definitely part of it you gotta have you gotta have the discipline you gotta have the common sense You got you gotta have the common sense to understand what the hell you're doing with your time right and you know when you're falling behind and and you know when some days there's just nothing for you nothing left for you to do right and you're finished by one o'clock and those are the toughest days man where you got to explain to when your manager calls and you're like oh shit what do i tell him like I, I, I like there's nothing left for me to do today. Right. And some days that some days that's true. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. You can go home. You can plan your following work week. You can, you can, uh, you know, go over your prospects and, and things like that. But some days you finish early Yeah. And, I- and some days you work till 9. PM. Cause you finish your work and then you have a dinner meeting uh, yeah. an hour after. And so there is no, there is no uh, a schedule with sales. Like I took a week off. I have my, my annual long vacation, which I take from the 25th. So December 25th until new year's. Right. I take like that, that eight day stretch. I just, right. I just take it off. I ended up scheduling a scheduling a luncheon during that week. Cause I had an opportunity to come up to go meet with a doctor. I was like, you know what? I could pop out for a couple of hours to do a lunch.
1: Right. It is what it is. Well, and, and that's the difference, right? That's the difference between you and the normal person.
0: I got that immigrant mentality.
1: <laughs> I don't know if this immigrant, but it's, <laughs> it's, you know, some people are like, Oh, you know what? I, I uh, i can't do that uh, like, like oh
0: like, i'm on vacation I mean, oh man it's my birthday they want me to work on my birthday like it's my birthday yeah i'm like who gives a shit you can yeah. you can take the next day off yeah, like, you'll, the, you'll be fine go the, get drunk tonight. yeah you'll exactly
1: but oh, i'm on vacation <laughs> you're home like,
0: what? <laughs> that's the thing like, i was at home i wasn't doing anything so it was either i meet with them on i think it was december 27th Or January twenty seventh, and I'm like, I'm not going to let another month go by, right? Without meeting with this, with this, with this person, because who knows what's going to happen within this next month? I could start getting a ton of business. Maybe another rep moves in, and 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 grabs them before I do. I'm going in.
1: The sense of urgency, especially that I don't see in sales reps, like, well, why are you a sales rep? Then go be like a. We'll work in the office yeah 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 I'm like I'm, I'm too busy till next Wednesday i'm like what are you really doing yeah. it's your job
0: they want the freedom but they don't want to do the other the other part of it which sometimes is not the greatest where right. you have to get schedule lunch on your vacation but you know what, man i went down to this clinic i sat down with some people we had some good conversations i ate some brisket and i went home yeah <laughs> it wasn't that bad i didn't
1: take that much time. yeah
0: what yeah i mean so what
1: yeah and, and like <laughs> i always tell people sales are up to start eight to two Yes, when you should schedule all your calls. That's when you're fresh. Mm. And then go have lunch and come back to the office. do your follow go home do your follow? Yeah, but
0: I mean, well, you got those sales reps who don't make any calls before nine a m because people are still sleepy and and and, <coughs> and people are not morning persons and they don't want to talk to them. And then they don't make any calls after eleven a m because people are getting ready to go to lunch and they're not going to be paying attention. And they don't make any calls before 1 or 2 p.m. Because people are just getting back from lunch and they don't want to talk to you. And they don't make any calls after 4 p.m. because people are getting ready to go home. And I
1: go, well, well you're not working, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's 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 always whenever I had the sales reps reported to me and the excuses they gave me, I'm like, you're we're paying you. You have a company car, you have a company credit card. You can't drive your company car to go see someone 20 miles away. Right. Well I get off at five. Yeah, it's
0: 320.
1: Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. But it was
0: yeah, no, it's, I for me all I, for me the only incentive I need is a rewarding compensation structure. Right. That's it. If I know that this is how much I can earn and if I get to that level that's how much I'll earn and I I start looking at the numbers and all I see is dollar signs, dude, it's like yeah. like
1: well, and and that's a sales rep. What do you want to do? I I don't I don't care what my base is. How's my compensation? Yeah, I want can make I make money? money? Yeah. And and you know, is it readable? Because there's some compensation plans. Oh god. I'm like you need an analytics expert I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So after all this <laughs> I get 10 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. but, um, but that, yeah,
0: that's very important. Like, you know, they say uh, a compensation plan should fit on a three by five index card.
1: Yeah. It's maybe easy. a five by seven. Yeah. It's, it should you know, be
0: that that's, you know, our uh, uh tax laws should fit on a five by seven.
1: Well, they're complicated.
0: Jesus Christ, man. Trying to figure out how much you got to pay in taxes.
1: You gotta, I don't, I don't, I, don't I, I look into it. I'm like, it's complicated. You know, <laughs> yeah, like that's like,
0: why I pay you guys for. Yeah, and yeah. so,
1: but um, but yeah. Yep. So, cool, bud.
0: Yes, sir. Let's pack it up.
1: Yes, sir. Well, I Let's, really appreciate uh, it. Oh, dude, I appreciate you. The, the Thank setup you. is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it looks like we're in Hollywood here. We are Hollywood oh, Hills I mean, Sunset Boulevard. <laughs>
0: you
1: know? But. Uh, you know whenever i'm going to come back again uh, i'd like to do it
0: anytime man anytime you're always welcome here All thank right. you thanks jerry um bye everybody i'll be back saturday at around i think at noon i don't know i gotta check my calendar i'll be back on saturday i'll let you guys know uh see ya thanks
1: Dude, it has good time